You're listening to The Upland Rookie, a podcast presented by Upland Brits, B Pro Kennels, Final Rise, and a Nook Shook Professional Dog Food. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Upland Rookie Podcast. I'm your host, Will Larson, and this is episode 65 with Steve Snell of Gundog Supply. Steve and I have a great conversation. We get into his string of pointers and some of the history uh, of dogs that he's run over the years and what's made those dogs special. Uh, Steve has a, a really good eye for uh, good dogs and what they look like and uh, some of the characteristics that he looks for uh, when picking out a dog. It's a question I get quite a bit on the podcast is what do you look for? Uh, again, I am no expert, uh, but someone like Steve uh, has been at this for years. Uh, you might want to tune in to this one, take some notes on, uh, you might learn a thing or two. Uh, we also dive into tracking and training collars. If you're in the market for uh, a tracking or training collar, uh, two things. One, give Gundog Supply a look, uh, gundogsupply.com. Uh, or reach out to Steve. He's got some awesome videos on the website. Um, reach out to him directly or through Gundog Supply. Uh, if you can't decide, you know, a certain model to go with, or if you have questions about any of the devices, uh, he'd be more than happy to uh, chat with you and help you narrow that down we do chat about uh collars uh tracking and training devices quite a bit on this episode so if you're in the market you're gonna want to tune into this uh we also chat a little bit about uh kind of the new uh, i don't want to say the new generation but just the the enthusiasm and the excitement with a lot of new upland hunters um what that means uh someone like steve has been at this for years uh you might be surprised at his response i i was i was encouraged i'll say that Anyways, we're going to run through sponsors here. We got B-Pro Kennels. B-Pro Kennels. Uh, ben just put out a wicked photo of a of a custom camo dog box the other day. Uh, if you're in the market for a custom dog box, uh, give B-Pro Kennels a serious look. Uh, they're online uh, at bprokennels.com, uh, also on Instagram. And uh, these, these kennels are top-notch, uh, super safe. Um, internals are that... Uh, they call it a roll tube frame, um, kind of like that of a, of a Jeep. So it is, it's going to be safe in the back of your truck, safe for your dogs. Uh, it's got a ton of features that, uh, if you want, that's great. If you don't want a solar panel, no worries. If you want a solar panel, <laughs> then this is your guy to, uh, to talk to for your custom dog box. Um, again, custom colors, design, you name it. Um, Ben's going to take care of you. So give B pro kennels a look, um, check them out. Use code ROOKIE10. It's going to save you 10% off your entire order at B-Pro Kennels, which is a good chunk of change when we're talking a custom premium dog box. So uh, give them a look over there. I uh, want to thank Anook Shook Professional Dog Food. Love Anook Shook Professional Dog Food. It has been what I've been feeding my dogs for quite a while. Um, you've heard me talk about it before. Love this formula. I uh, love the company too. Uh, it's been a great company to work with. Um, you know, I've had questions. I, I've reached out, got an immediate response. Um, so I've been really, really happy. And more importantly, the dogs have, have responded well, have acted well. Um, I know some some guys who are, who are running this for their entire string of dogs, kennels, and uh, just having having the same results. Uh, dogs are healthy. Poops are normal. High energy level. Dogs look great. Um, they're, they're keeping weight on through the, through the hunting season. So, um, if you're, if you're considering a new food and kind of shopping around in the market, maybe I would highly encourage you, uh, give a Nook Shook a try. Um, we are going to be doing another episode with the Nook Shook guys. Um, 
in the next, I got, we got to land a date still. So Brian, if you're, if you're out there, we got we got to get a date on the calendar again, uh, to get you guys back on the show. I think we we're going to do a, uh, a listener Q and a, so if you have questions about a nook shook, please write those into me. Um, and then we'll compile a list and, uh, get the nook shook team back on here. Uh, also want to thank final rise gear, final rise, uh, guys, you've heard me talk about final rise, uh, and the summit vest I have, I think last week I actually said I have the legacy vest. I don't, <laughs> I don't have a legacy vest. I have summit and the sidekick. Uh, so that was a, that was a mishap, but, um, love both those vests to death. Um, um, have held up super well, ultra durable and, uh, and customizable too. You've heard me talk about, um, just being able to customize, uh, the shell pockets, pouches, um, how much water you can carry. I mean, it is, um, it's a, it's a solid, solid vest. And, uh, again, even in the cold, cold uh, months here, I'm, we're, was it October right now? It's yeah, late October and it's, it's chilly out there. So we're getting into some, some chilly hunts and, uh, I'll still carry tons of water for the dogs. Um, you know, just cause I'm, let's say going on a pheasant hunt doesn't mean I'm not going to carry water for the dog. So I can, I can load that thing down plenty of water for myself, dogs, all that good stuff. Um, so if you're in the market for a vest, finalrise.com, uh, you heard me talk about the, the gloves, the final rise has out last week. Um, just premium gear and just a freaking awesome, awesome company run by Matt Davis and, uh, and his awesome team. So, uh, Matt, thanks for putting out some great gear that is just functional, um, that works well and stands the test of time. So appreciate that, man. Uh, Trinity Bertans putting out and, uh, breeding some of the best bred Epignol Bertans in the country. Uh, I know some buddies of mine have, uh, have pups from them over the last, uh, several, couple months. They've, they've picked up some new pups from trinity bretons um again josh and jeff Ryder, um who run trinity bretons uh just some great people um again their their intentionality into breeding uh bird dog development and uh they've, they've really gotten into the trial game as well and uh just be able to kind of test their dogs see what see what these dogs are made of see how they stack up against some big running pointers which is crazy um seeing these these little uh ebs uh, take on some uh, pointers in some some big trials. Um, so anyways, uh, check out Trinity Bretons um, website, trinitybretons.com, Facebook, all that good stuff. Or reach out to Jeff or Josh directly. If you have questions about the breed, about the you know availability, what you're looking for, again, that's, that's key um, with what you are looking for, your hunting style. So anyways, uh, check them out, trinitybretons.com. All right, guys, I think that's all for... Uh, yeah, that's all for ad stuff. Um, other than that, we got the giveaway coming up here. I'll now uh, contact the giveaway winner uh, in a couple days here, November 1st. So uh, get signed up on patreon.com. We'll get that uh, giveaway drawn and uh, get that winner contacted. So other than that, I have a few hats left of the Upland Rookie. If you'd like one, uh, shoot me a message and I'll get that shipped out to you as quick as I can. Um, what else was I going to say? Hey, I don't think, I think that's about everything. Um, rocking and rolling here. Um, again, I'm really excited for this episode with Steve Snell. Um, I followed Steve, uh, and, and just his, I, I've whatever bought products from his company for, for several years. Um, you know, reach out to him and, uh, he was, he was super gracious to, uh, come on here and share some of his knowledge and, and wisdom with bird dogs and hunting and gear and, and all that fun stuff, which is, uh, all the stuff I love, <laughs> I love talking about. So, um, anyways, we're going to dive right in without further ado. Hope everyone's doing well and having a great season. Um, seeing a lot of photos out there, people, uh, killing birds and having fun, which is, is more importantly, um, you know, keep, keep tagging the Upland rookie podcast in those posts. Love resharing those love, uh, 
I love reading the captions of what you guys write. Uh, there's been photos, whether you have birds or don't have birds. Uh, I love reading the captions of, of kind of what that hunt meant to you, what that moment was, what, uh, you know, that, that sunset in the field or, uh, your kids on the tailgate, you know, grinning ear to ears cause they were, they were out there with you. So whatever it is, um, would love to love to reshare some of those. So tag the Upland Rookie podcast, uh, on your social posts and, uh, I'll be sure to reshare some of those. So anyways, I hope everyone's doing well. We're going to dive into episode 65 with Steve Snell. My outline, all that good stuff. But yeah. um, so, first thing I wanted to, wanted to ask you about was, and we're going to talk about Garmin stuff a little bit more later yeah. and some of the products that Gun Dog Supply okay. offers. Sure. Um, but the Pro 550 Plus holster. Yeah. Talk about that thing. That thing looks freaking awesome. So, uh, okay. So, I, I didn't use, there, there's a couple holsters on the market um, that are leather. And uh, I have not used a holster with my, my 550 Plus since day one i like the carabiner clip that garmin makes and it attaches to the you know the the unit has a, a lanyard attachment you know at the bottom of it and so i just attached my you know that that carabiner clip and then that way you know i just snap it onto me and i go about my business and I, i'm probably I, I tend to switch my gear over about once a year okay. um i don't do it every year but you know it's 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 um i kind of like to have you'll fall into this. Um, well, this is what the units are doing. Well, you know, if, if you've got a five-year-old, you know, alpha 200 or 200 I, well, okay. Those not, that's, those aren't, those have been around for five years, but yeah, yeah. you know, but, but we're, we're four, maybe four years in on sure. the 550 plus something, something like that. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and I could still have my first one, but if there was something new going on that, you know, I just want to know about it. Sure. So I kind of like to have, you know, stuff. I just, I, I just replaced all my collars today. Okay. Um, just took brand, you know, took stuff off the shelf and I'll sell, you know, what I've got. Yeah. Um, and I was using, uh, you know, like minis last year, we were doing a test on something and, it, and I, I used to use minis and then I went back to regulars and then, then I went back to minis last year for a test and now I'm back on the X's. But, uh, when I started looking at my 550 plus handhelds, they're just beat to just, they look gnarly. And you know, I like to I like them clipped. I like to use. I, I typically um, I'm using left hand uh, when I'm hunting. Sure. And it, it hangs about belt height for me. Mm. Um, typically, I clip it to my vest or I clip it to my if I'm using a, like a shooting belt, I clip it to that. And it, it's out in front, and so everything that I'm going yeah. through, it's going through first. Sure. And uh, it, it just it was one of those things where I was just like, I got to figure something out because this is just not working for me. And, you know, and the units actually held up pretty well, but they just, it just looked rough. Sure. I just, you know, so, uh, we have a cut and sew. We, um, we bought a company, um, 2018 maybe, um, that made the busy bed products that we were selling and they were going out of business or something. And so we, we bought, you know, we bought their cut and sew, which was something that we had been wanting to do for a long time. And, uh, so, you know, over the years we've been doing a few things uh, along those lines and, uh, we bought the Silmar vests, um, in 2020. Okay. And so we were, we've been making those and, uh, we were just kind of, we kind of geared up and we're getting ready for some new stuff. And I, so I just, I took the holster, I took the unit and I took some older, you know, holster designs to my, to my, my guys that do my, they do the production, but they also do a good chunk of the design. 
And I just said, okay, I want it to do, it's got to do this and this and this. And basically, you know, the problem with the 550 plus is that you have to have the entire front, you know, the face yeah, of the unit. All open. Um, yeah, the whole thing's open. You've got to have access to the whole thing, which makes it kind of tricky. And uh, it was one reason why I don't think anybody really looked at it. Sure. And so I took it to, to my two main design folks and just said, hey, you know, I want something that protects this, but I've got to have access to this. And I've got to have this and this. And here's a couple of old designs. And, you know, I, sure. I want it like this. And the biggest thing that I wanted, and this is the frustration with most of the holsters, is that they, you know, you got to make sure that it's secure. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's nothing worse than a holster that's not. And and you're talking about an open-faced holster and trying to make an open-faced holster secure is just, you know. Yeah. So my thought was, okay, we're going to attach a piece to it that actually goes through the lanyard attachment on the unit. So it's kind of like an anchor, to, an anchor point almost. Yeah, basically. And it just, it's in the bottom. I, I, I wish I had one here with me. I got one in my truck, but, um, uh, you know, it, it's just a piece of nylon that's, that's, that's got a little buckle on it and it slides through you basically, when you're putting it together, we've got a video online, but when you put it together, you know, the, the back of it is open also yeah. because I wanted access to the charging port. Yeah. That's another because important having to, thing. Yeah. That's you know, having to take a holster. To, yeah. That nothing's good yeah. about that. No. Yeah. And <laughs> no one wants to do besides, that. Besides that, everything that you're talking about there, the more you take it on, the more you take it off, it's wear and tear on the unit sure. it stretches it. And it's just, it's just not, it's just not, it's not ideal. And so, uh, so that was another, you know, that was the thing for me that was kind of a deal breaker. Sure. It was like, okay, you gotta be able to do this. Well, so what you, when you're putting the holster on, you push the, the bottom of the unit through that back piece and then you feed, uh, this, it's a small three quarter inch nylon, you know, and it goes through it yeah. and then it goes back through the buckle. So, you know, you've got some attachments that hold the antenna in place if you've got the unit upside down mm. and there's one on each antenna. Um, but if both of those break, it doesn't matter because it's still attached. Yeah, you know? that's so, it, it, again, like I said, if yeah. it breaks and it's going, yes. something's going to happen. Yeah, you're, you're gonna and be... so the, yeah, there's a lot of pre we put a lot of pressure on the gear that that we use in the field, yeah. and so that that's a big part, you know, in my opinion, you've got to have stuff that has been you know, tested and and drugged through totally. you know everything. And so the only thing that I will say is that you know this holster design was. We started it in early August, I guess, which is another thing that I love about having everything in house. Sure. Um, because, you know, it was one of those things where I think on the second design, they gave me something that I wanted. Okay. And then I had them do a production run. And I, I, this first time I've ever gone just live on Facebook and said, Hey, I need some testers. <laughs> and it got, it got out of hand really oh, fast. Oh, I, I, I saw um, that post. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, this is, <laughs> I was yeah. like a week late. And I was yeah. like, there was like 200 yeah. comments on there. Yeah. And so, uh, so it was one of those things where I was like, okay, next time I'll do that differently. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, we got them out in the field and, and I think, you know, of the probably 30 people that, that did testing for me, I think only one was unhappy with it. And I think he came back around, you know, about okay, two weeks nice, later and was like, nice. you know, the more I mess with it, the more I like it. So <laughs> nice. I, think, I think overall, and, and we made a couple of adjustments to it. Okay. Um, and, uh, we'll see, you know, yeah, I mean, it yeah. is one of those things too, that, that, um, you know, I really have, I've used one, but I haven't used one in the field yet. Sure. And so and are those, are those live on the website now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We've got them in yeah. orange and pink and we actually use the same material, nice. um, that we use on the Silmars. Okay. So, uh, so it's pretty stuff. It's a, it's a rip stop, yeah. um, 
nylon that's that's pretty tough that's awesome and, and you so, can do a carabiner uh, clip or lanyard kind of any configuration so we've got or? it we've got two well we got two different setups we've got one that that comes with a uh, an italian bronze snap on the bottom okay. and so so if you if you like to wear it you know on your vest and upside down um you know, that's that one was designed pretty much for me because that's the way i use it sure um but then we took um and i don't know if garmin still makes it i had to look but but tritronics used to make what they called was a four-way holster Okay. And it's basically the same design as that in that, you know, it's got a belt loop on it. It's got a hand. Oh, uh, was that for the piece. 550, original 550? Yeah, the 550 yeah, and, and, fi- and even back yeah. further than that. Okay. You know, they, they had some holsters that went back uh, even further than the, the, the 500, the okay. G2s and the G3s. They had, nice. had one. And I think they even had some. Yeah, they had some that were further than that, the big oh, wow. tubes. Okay. Um, but, you know, it also comes with a strap. Um, you could attach a carabiner to it. It doesn't come with a carabiner, but you could attach a carabiner to it if you wanted to. A couple of different spots where you can do that on that holster. Um, and then uh, it also comes with a shoulder strap, and you can wear it. Well, some folks like to wear it over their shoulder and hang low. Cross. And then yeah. some folks, yeah, and then some folks like to cross it where it's, you know, it's on their chest. Sure. And okay. so, uh, Very cool. So we'll see. Uh, like I said, I, I don't know if we'll do any other designs on that. Yeah. Um, we, and we've done a similar design on uh, just for the regular 550s and the, the Pro 70s. Sure. Um, but it's still in development. I'm not okay. sure. I'm not, I'm not happy with it yet. Okay. So we'll see. I'll, gotcha. I'll come back around. A L- little more tinkering. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. We'll That's see. good. That's so good. there, we've had a lot going on. We have a lot of new stuff in production right yeah. now. And That's so, exciting. So, yeah, they told me to go away. They were like, okay, <laughs> like, we, too much, we Steve, have, too much. Yeah, we, we have enough. And so, uh, and it's really not that time of year. We try not to do new stuff this time of year. Sure, but, sure. Uh, it just, some stuff just came together. Yeah, so, so the way it works sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, okay, well, we went down a whole rabbit hole. I had to ask oh, you that, yeah. though. I was like, you know what? I, just, I got a, that looked like a really cool product. And I had to, had to ask you about that. So um, we're going to back way up, Steve. Uh, can you introduce yourself? Uh, just tell everyone a little bit uh, about yourself. Give us a quick overview and where are you talking to us from? And then we'll dive in. I'm Steve Snell. I am one of the family members that owns a company called Gundog Supply. Uh, we're based in Matheson, Mississippi, and uh, we sell hunting dog supplies uh, pretty much. Um, if you need something to train a bird dog or a retriever or a hound, rabbit dogs, squirrel dogs, um, that's pretty much what we do. Um, and then we also have um, a pretty strong um, just obedience, you know, pet base. Um we sell, uh, we, we, our goal is to really, is basically to sell high quality gear. And so we have a tendency to, to folks get frustrated with a lot of the pet stuff that's out there. It, it's amazing the low quality pet stuff that is available to the, to the general market. Sure. And so, uh, so even though we are mainly a hunting supplier, we, um, you know, we sell an enormous amount of stuff to, to the pet market. Yeah. Oh, that's very cool, man. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for jumping on this, uh, this yeah. podcast with me and love to uh, pick your brain a little bit. But Steve, let's back up a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit about your story on getting into hunting. Let's back up. Like, did you grow up in a hunting family? Were you? I did. Start this later in life. Like, like tell us your story a little bit. No, I, I grew up. I don't remember. Um, I, I don't remember life prior to bird dogs. Um, my father, um, he had an uncle that got him into bird dogs and, uh, and then his brother, he and his brother were, were both real big into, uh, into bird dogs. And, you know, I would, I would wait at the house, you know, for them to get back, uh, to help clean birds and take care of dogs when I was, you know, four or five years old. I, you know, I clearly remember, you know, that being a, that being a thing, um, started, you know, getting to go when I was nine or 10, um, you know, uh, and pretty much, you know, I, I haven't had a period where I wasn't 
you know, where I wasn't bird hunting. Um, it, you know, I, I didn't hunt. We, we hunted in Mississippi primarily when I was a teenager. Uh, we field trialed a good bit um, when I was a teenager. And uh, around, oh, I was probably 20 or 21. So it's 91, 92, somewhere in that neighborhood. The, the quail populations in Mississippi got pretty bad starting about the mid 80s mm -hmm. um, to the point that my father actually apologized to me at a certain point for getting me hooked on it. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. <laughs> and, like, I'm sorry, Steve. Yeah. I mean. yeah. And it was it was one of those things because, you know, as, as I mean, I've never deer hunted a day in my life. Um, we have, you know, Mississippi has a huge deer population. Mm -hmm. and uh, I just, you know, it's just never, I've, it's never <laughs> still been, to this day. Uh, yeah, I'm not opposed to yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, I just, it just doesn't. You'd you know, rather if, be if, working bird dogs? <laughs> yeah, it's really, I haven't done a single kind of hunting yet that didn't involve, if it doesn't have dogs involved with it, it doesn't really interest me. Mm. Um, and uh, I, I don't know. And, and I've done some of the other stuff, but but sure. I really, I, I'm a, I'm a. I'm, you know where your you know, passion's a, at. You know where, yeah, you know what you love. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, uh, I duck hunt a little bit, but uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not obsessed with it. Um, I enjoy it, but there's no duck season that I'm aware of that there's not an upland season open somewhere. <laughs> so you're so like, if, if I had to choose. Yeah. And if you see me duck hunting a lot, it means bird numbers are really <laughs> bad, you know, and I am Steve's bored. At, Steve's in the duck blind yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. So now my brother's obsessed with duck hunting. He has a, he has a problem. Okay. So, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. We were comparing, we were comparing calendars today. Cause it was like, well, I'm going, you know, I'm, I'm leaving for South Dakota, you know? And then he's like, okay, well, I'm leaving for North Dakota in about a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure that gets crazy. So, but yeah, he'll be in a cornfield somewhere and I'll be, yeah. you know, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't, um, you know, I've always been kind of, it's always been my thing. Yeah. Um, so, so when did, yeah. when did that, so I guess what kind of bird dogs did you grow up with? And then when, like, when did that kind of start to take shape in your so, own life? When I was a kid, we had pointers and setters, um, primarily setters. Uh, but around the time I was 79 or 80, um, which I was nine or 10, my dad bought his first Brittany. And uh, he did not look back after that. He, he, he wanted, he was there. I usually find that there's two kinds of, of bird dog guys. There's either the guys that they want, they want a particular breed because that's the breed that they want. Or you have the guys that want a breed that nobody else has and they, they want something. And at that time, Britneys were pretty rare in this part of the world. Okay. Um, and so uh, he bought, it was really my first bird dog. Uh, it was a Britney that came from Rick Smith out of his uh, Perry's Rustic Prince. Okay. And she was a bad mama jamma. <laughs> oh, man. Kind of ruined me. Really? Uh, I, did, I did not have another dog of her caliber until I was in my 30s. Wow. And... Uh, um, and that was my, and maybe I, I have to look back a little bit. Perhaps I'm spoiled. My first Brittany was the best Brittany I ever had. My first pointer was the best pointer I've ever really? had. Really? So, yeah. So I don't know. And so, well, you were, so you were pretty young at this point, right? So yeah. Brittany and the pointer? The Brittany, well, no, the Brittany, the Brittany, I didn't have my pointer. I got, I got my first pointer when I was 30. Okay. And so, so yeah. So we had Brittany's from the time that I was about 10 until I was okay. 30. So and my what, father had Britney's his entire his entire life. Yeah. What what made that thinking back on that that Britney yeah. and you you were a young guy mm -hmm. getting bird, love bird hunting like what what made that dog special and looking back of like you know why have other dogs compared to her? So you know there's a difference between a good bird dog and a great bird dog, um, and most people I don't know what most people. Uh, 
great bird dogs create birds. They find birds when other dogs can't. Mm. Um, and she was one of those dogs. I wish I had had GPS uh, um, just to know because some dogs will stretch until they find them. Sure. You know, if they're if they're not if they're not finding them, they're going to start stretching and they're going to start working and they're going to find them. Yeah. Um, and she was one of those dogs. Oh, she wow. was the, the kind of dog. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, um, you know, you just you have those dogs that just, you know, they, they, they push, push a little extra They're Yeah. And they're just wild bird dogs and they, yeah. they understand and they they're not going to get beat. Um, I don't remember her ever having to back. You know, mm. it was not something that she, <laughs> she was always getting in there first. Yeah. If, yeah. if she was on the ground, she was going to, you know, you were going to be back in her. Yeah. It's just that simple. Wow. And just, just a really, really amazing animal. Oh, that's um, cool. And who is she out of again? Uh, Perry's Rustic Prince. Perry, okay. It was a, yeah. I've heard a, that name. It's, tossed it's an old, yeah, it's an old, it's one of Rick's uh, dogs that he, okay. he won a lot with and, uh, really nice. Uh, did you, threw, were you trialing threw, at that point at all? Were you getting into that? Side so of I did or? a bunch of, I did a bunch of, uh, we did a bunch of MBHA trials, okay. uh, you know, here and, and a couple of other, we, Alabama and Florida. Um, okay. I did that as, as a teenager. Okay. Um, my dad, you know, it was one of those things that, um, uh, at a certain point he said to me, okay, we can trial or we can hunt, but mm. we can't do both. Mm. Okay. And it was a pretty simple call for me. Yep. You know, I enjoyed it, and uh, I think it's a great thing. And if you have time for it, or if you if you like uh, competition, or you, you know, I mean, I think it's sure. a good. I think it's a good thing. Um, but uh, um, I haven't I haven't trialed since I was seventeen. Oh wow! So, okay, so so yeah, a while ago. Yeah, okay. Did you yeah. trial with that dog? Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah okay. yeah yeah. That's we, cool. We, yeah. Yeah, that's she, cool. She did. She did all right. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, okay, so talk about your dogs now. I guess like what are you running okay. currently? Why? Give us give us the kind of the rundown. So I actually, well, I have my my string right now. Uh, it's probably the smallest it's been in a long time. Um, I've got eight dogs. Uh, I have seven pointers, and then I have um, cowboy, who is a. Uh, He's not really a setter. <laughs> He's a drop. Uh, a, dro- a drop? A drop. Yeah. Are you familiar with drops? No. no I'm, okay. You're, so you're saying D-R-O-P, right? D-R-O-P. Okay. I don't know if there's another word for it. Um, it is a, uh, they were used to be real common in the South. You don't see it. You don't see it quite as much. Um, but, but most drops in the South are pointers and setter crosses. And okay. basically you take, um, you know, you're, you're trying to, you're trying to, um, you're trying to blend both those. Yeah, worlds? you're trying to get the best of really? this, and the best of that. Oh kind wow! Of thing. Okay, yeah. I've not heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So um, he comes out of uh, he's he's what's called a better. Okay. Um, are you familiar with Dale Rollins? No, he's a quail researcher. No, I'm not. Um, oh, you you should interview Dr. Rollins. Okay, Dr. Rollins. Yeah. I'm writing that down. Yeah, yeah. He's got a really good quail uh, podcast called Doctor Doctor Dale on Quail. Okay, um, nice. oh, I think yeah, I've heard so of that. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's Dale Rollins. He's uh, he is the he used to be the executive director for the uh, Rolling Plains Quail Research. He has recently retired. Oh, cool. Okay. And he is still he's still I don't know what his technical cat I don't know his, what I don't, I don't know what we're calling it now. We still call it. You know, he, he's still, sure. he's still run a big chunk of the show, but he does okay. a podcast uh, for the research ranch. Very cool. And, uh, so it is a, it is a setter, Brittany cross. Um, okay. he's got, he didn't have a whole wait, lot wait, of Brittany setter, Brittany or setter pointer. Yeah. 
Setter Brittany. Setter Brittany. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. And so it's Brittany and Setter, and Dr. Rollins calls them betters. Better. So okay, okay. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. <laughs> okay, yeah. it's all clicking now. And I, and, and, and I tell, you know, people ask, and, and I don't try to explain it because it's, 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 <laughs> it's too complicated. So I tell people he's a setter, but he's. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he looks like a setter, I'm guessing. He's a little suspect, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. He's, not, he, he's a nice bird dog, though. He's, that's he's, cool. He's, I was going to say, how, how's, how's that working out? Like. Uh, he's, he's, uh, you know, it was interesting. Um, I, I haven't had setters. I've never had a setter that was, you know, that was my own. Um, and, uh, I'd always been told that they develop slower than pointers. Okay. And, you know, I, I have a pointer named Pepper that I bought. She might be two months older than him. And, uh, she like came out of the womb pointing, you know, I mean, she just locked up, you know, and cowboy didn't point a bird until he was about a year and a half old. Oh, wow. I mean, he'd find him, but he was ripping them out yeah, yeah. just having a good old time. Yeah. <laughs> and then one day it just, you know, he flipped a switch really? and, uh, yeah, he's probably my number two dog right now. Really? Uh, he, Even out, yeah. out of the pointers. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, he's bad. He's a bad dude. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Now he is, he is, uh, is required that the great bird dogs be, and I'm not, I'm not ready to say he's a great bird dog. Sure. Yet. Um, he has suffered from the fact that, that, that upland populations in the part of the world that I hunt have not been great okay. in the last few years. Sure. Um, but, uh, but he's crazy enough to be a great bird dog. Really? You okay. Know? He's yeah, kind of yeah. got that spark you're seeing. Yeah. Yeah. They have to be willing to hurt themselves and, sure. you know, and push. <laughs> and yeah, he, he ripped out of a, of a, uh, of a kennel of mine the other day and i haven't written about it yet but it was <laughs> it was it was impressive and the fact that he didn't get hurt really bad was, was oh gosh impressive. but he he decided he didn't want to be in it anymore and that that's oh, a certain gosh. crazy and yeah so. it, it sounds like you you like a dog that's again has that borderline like you know i like an out, i like an outlaw that's just right yeah. on the edge of <laughs> yeah yeah Kinda you makes- know i yeah, I find that that in especially hunting, you know, in the prairie and, and in Texas, uh, you know, you need a dog that's got a, a you know, soft is not something that you're looking for. Sure, you, know, you need one that's got a, a pretty tough edge to them. Yeah. and you know, I like for them to be able to calm down and and to you know, most of my dogs. I don't know if you could make all of my dogs house dogs, but but you know, I'd be very comfortable with the majority of them, sure. you know, but I need dogs that are tough, yeah. you know, and I, you know, you kind of have not, to, not just physically, be, mentally, like you, you yeah, need the whole rounded package. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cause you know, it can be a grind and, and I, I want a dog that's willing to, you know, to push and, and to go. Yeah. Um, and that's a, you know, that's a tricky combination of, yeah. you know, where you want, you need one that that's got, you know, and, and getting ones that are, that are, really good but can also turn it off that, sure. that's you know that's tricky it, yeah. it's not an easy thing to do well, uh, but I'm, I'm kind of particular about where my dogs come from and, yeah yeah you know breeders and that kind of stuff i, I think that, that that's probably the biggest mistake that people make mm. they don't they don't put enough effort into the the you can do so much of your training by finding the right breeder and finding mm. the right combination gosh you know, and it, it's, that's so well makes said. life a whole yeah it makes life a whole lot easier if you you know you buy right yeah, but, but get the right so, genetics and parents and grandparents yeah. and great grandparents. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Keep going further. But you got to understand. But you got to understand what you want, you know. Sure. And that's and that's the tricky part. You yeah. know, you got to you got to avoid. And I'm guilty of it. I have bought dogs, you know, where I was just like, oh, got to have one of those. Yeah. You know, and in hindsight, it was like, oh, I, I maybe maybe not. Yeah. Because you know, you, you're at a point now. Like you know the kind of hunting you do. You know yeah. your your what your goals oh, yeah. are. You know what you're going to be doing. So you're pretty lasered in. Someone who's just start, know, yeah. starting out, like. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole like, okay, am I going to hunt pheasants? Am I going to hunt yeah. preserved birds? Am I going to hunt 
hunt. Like mm-hmm. you gotta kind of figure out like what's your oh, passion yeah. and the train yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back up to the, the drop. I was very fascinated Cap- with this thing. Oh, um, yeah. so were you, at, so you said she didn't, didn't point female, male, uh, he's a male. Male. So, and, so he yeah. Were you, ner- were you nervous I mean, at all? Like, did you ever uh, think, of, okay, we're going to move on with this dog? No, no, because that's not, you know, it's it's not that he wasn't finding birds and it wasn't that he wasn't, you know, running. It was just, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, I, I see certain things that, that I'm looking for in a dog. And I also was familiar with, you know, his, you know, I, I know exactly who his mom was. I know exactly who his dad was. Sure. You know, it's all of them were great bird dogs. You know, the, the, uh, I didn't get him from Dr. Rollins. I got him from a friend of Dr. Rollins's okay. and, um, uh, you know, and I wasn't, you know, I've hunted with his dogs and I was like, well, you know, he stopped pointing yet. And they were like, yeah, that's normal. You know? so, <laughs> so it's yeah. kind of like and expected. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but once again, you know, I think that, that, this, this comes back to good breeders. Sure. Um, you know, you need a breeder that you can call and say, okay, this is going on. Yeah. You know, is this normal? You know, if, if you're not familiar with, you know. Sure. So. And then, and then kind of last thing on, on the drop, this yeah. is an, an intentional breeding, right? This wasn't an accidental. Yes, this is not a, okay. yes. And it's not a doodle or a, you know, <laughs> it's not one of those things. Yeah. Nobody's Let's trying not get to get crazy. Okay. Yeah, no, no. It's just a, you know, and I'm not even sure how they got started on it, you know, sure. but it's one of those things that, that, you know, and uh, like his dad's, his his dad's full blooded. Um, he's a he's a son of uh, uh, Shadow Oak Boat. Oh wow! So okay. yeah, his his daddy's a real time, big wow. time bird dog. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but it's just one of those. That's you know. crazy. Yeah. You'll send, you send me a picture. You of have dog, a, I'll, I'll look you up. have a well. Yeah, he's a, he's all over our website. Okay, uh, I'll take a look. You have a you have an enormous amount of folks that you know. If you're not planning on. Um, and, and I'm 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 all for it, but if you're not. You know, I I, had no, I did not buy him with any intentions of breeding, with any intentions sure. of you know anything along those lines. So, I bought him because my mo- my excuse me, I bought him because you know it, it was I, I was harassed into it by <laughs> yes yes my, pressured you know, pressured yes I was pressured into it. I was like fine, I'll I'll take one. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, yeah, and he's a really nice dog. And then uh, so. so you don't have any more Britneys right now. Currently, you just have, just have the pointers. No, and then that my dog? yeah, my last one passed away um, this summer. Oh, I think I saw that. 14. Okay. I'm going to say somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, uh, um, and I don't know, I don't know if I'll, um, I'm trying to have less dogs right now. Okay. I I went through a, I went through a run where I had about 16 on my working string and that was not, yeah, I I figured out pretty fast. Well, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's tricky. Um, yeah, the biggest problem with having that many dogs is even as much as I hunt, I had dogs that weren't getting enough ground time. Really? Yeah. And, uh, there was a period after my father passed away that I hunted by myself for a long time. And so I had to have a certain number of dogs. And, uh, you know, one thing that, that, um, especially a lot of places that, you know, uh, we always have somebody that's getting, you know, it's a dangerous profession. So, you know, so you need a couple of, a couple of extras cause somebody's going to sure. get sidelined. Sure. Um, and you know, so to have 10 or 12, kind of a know, sweet spot. Kinda, yeah. seemed kind of reasonable. Okay. Um, but, um, I'm, I'm, I'm at eight right now and I'm thinking I might want to go to six. Okay. Wow. And Cut, so cutting we'll, way back we'll for see. you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I've had some really nice German short hairs. Um, I'm, I'm real. I'm, you know, it's funny. I, like I said, I'm an English pointer guy, yeah. you know, I mean, that's what I am. Um, and I, I find that, that people tend to be that. 
So you can't and find your breed. Find, yeah, you don't find a lot of folks that are like, well, I've got one of these and one of these and one of these sure. and one of these and one of these. You know, um, you don't find a lot of guys that have got, you know, a pointer and a setter and a Brittany and a short hair sure. and a drother. You know, <laughs> you know, I mean. But it sounds like you, you went know. through quite a few breeds, actually, though. So, uh, so I have I have had, you know, I've had, let's see, it was Brittany's, pointers, short hair, uh, setter. Um yeah, I think okay. that's everything okay. that I've had. Okay. Yeah. And then I have and then I have Labradors. Um I really want to get um a, a little one of these little flushing cockers. Cockers, yeah. Cocker yeah, cocker craze. Yeah, cocker man, craze, man. <laughs> it's I taking really over the nation. One. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I yeah, cannot do a, I cannot do a podcast yeah. episode without talking about a cocker. It comes oh, sure. up in yeah. every yeah. every single they're, episode. They're just so just I mean, they have everything that they I just like everything about them. So, yeah. <laughs> We'll see. I have never really had, you know, I, I hunted pheasants some. My labs have always enjoyed pheasant hunting. Uh, so, you know, I've done that, but nice. I've never, I've never had a strictly flushing. Okay. Know, uh, I've never had what, what, you know, what I think of as a flushing. Dog. Yeah. That's cool. Um, you got, you got so, the right dogs for the job. You got your labs for yeah. your pheasant hunting. You got oh, your yeah. big running mm-hmm. pointers for the open prairie. Yep. That's, that's yep. good. Now I like pheasant hunting with pointer. That is, that really? is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I tend to only put one dog on the ground when I'm doing it. Okay. Um, because the problem, you know, to me, uh, I find that my dogs tend to push each other. Mm. Um, and so, uh, one's a little bit more so, controlled. Yeah. One dog on the ground, but I, I, you know, if, if, if I'm, if I'm trying to kill pheasants, that's how we do it. Sure. <laughs> if you, you're like, Hey, yeah. we want to go back some birds. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm just, if I'm just playing, you know, then yeah. it, it's no big deal. But, yeah. uh, but if I'm, if I'm trying to shoot birds. So I was going to ask you, so when you, when you had, I'll say up to what, 17 dogs before 10, whatever yeah. it is, were yeah. you running two, three at a time or were you running? Typically I'm going to, yeah, two or th- two or three is okay. going to be my, um, three, it can get a little chaotic, especially if you're by yourself, sure. you know, and you're, you're running. Um, but I'll, I'll do that. Okay. You know, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll run three if okay. I'm by myself. Okay. Um, it depends. I have a few guys that I hunt with now. And so, you know, so it just kind of depends on where we are and what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Know? Um, that's, so. I, I appreciate you, uh, you're sharing your dog number. I was talking with, uh, oh, yeah. Ronnie Smith and, uh, Susanna yeah. Love a couple weeks ago or a couple months ago. Yes. And I was like, like Susanna, how much, so how many dogs do you have? And she's like, she's like, you yeah. never asked that. And I'm so that's, curious. Uh, that's always a bone uh, of contention. Yes. Uh, yes. My dogs, Susanna and I, uh, uh, Ronnie harasses us because we are, <laughs> Uh, Susanna is an actual breeder, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a guy that, that will find dogs and go, Ooh, we should try this. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do it. yeah. And, uh, she and I, um, let's see, one, two, three, I guess three of my string right now come out of some dogs that she and I, oh, really? you know, were, yeah, yeah. Had messed with for, for oh, a while. Cool. I had a, I had a really nice dog, uh, um, that was out of, uh, El Hugh Chaparral. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah. He was a nice dog. Wow. Uh, and we've got a couple of, and my number one dog right now is a grandson of his. Oh, geez. Well, yeah. All right. So, so Steve, I'm going to ask you this. Cause you seem like you're yeah. again, big on genetics, big on like, again, you know, you know, some bloodlines, like what makes a nice dog to you? Like, like you, Steve Snell, like what are you looking at? Uh, that you say, that's you know, a, that's a great dog. I like, uh, I like a dog that covers the country pretty hard. Um, you know, I, 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 so I do, so I'm primarily walking when I hunt. Um, I don't like to hunt out of a vehicle. Um, I have hunted out a horse on a horseback. I'm just not a very good horseman. <laughs> and so I, I've kind of given up on that. Um, and I don't, I don't like hunting out of 
I've hunted out of Jeeps and I've hunted out of dune buggies and I've hunted out of, you know, mules. And Is that where you're like, just, once uh, dog goes on point, you drive up to it, get out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, just I, I not for you. Uh, yeah. You know, no, no, I, I like to walk. Sure. And so, uh, so I like, um, I like a horseback shooting dog, but I work him off foot. Mm. If, if somebody wanted to, if you wanted to kind of get it, you know, so, okay. so uh, I like a dog that is going to make a two or 300 yard cast. Okay. You know, um, if he gets out past about 400, 450, you know, he better either be on point or starting to work his way back toward me. Okay. Um, but, uh, um, and that can be, you know, and I like a dog that will scale down from that. Um, I hunt, I hunt some in Mississippi and, uh, you know, that's, that's really big for here. So, mm. it, so much of it depends on where you hunt. Sure. You know, uh, you know, uh, some people talk about, you know, um, I mean, a hundred yards can be big if you're, you know, yeah. depends on where you are. Yeah, small. Yeah. There's small yeah, fields. Yeah. Small but in corners. Montana. Yeah. But in Montana, man, yeah. you know, that's, that, that's that, nothing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it just kind of depends, you know, yeah. but I like a dog that'll go to them. Yeah. Um, you know, I tend to, the older I get, the smaller I like my dogs to be. Okay. Um, my number one dog right now is about 60 pounds and mm. I sure wish he was about 45. Uh, <laughs> just uh, a little easier uh, to manage. Yeah. And... Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm kind of thinking about that, but I sure. have this thing, I have this thing for, you know, 55, 60 pound, you know, male pointers, yeah. you know, they're, they're just, there's certain <laughs> look there that you can't get anywhere no, else. No, they're, they're classy. Yeah. Yeah. They're classy so, dogs. That's cool, man. That's cool. Uh, so that, you know, it just depends. Um, I don't like, um, I, I tend to have dogs that, that come out of, out of, um, sh- like I said, shooting dogs are really what I like. Okay. That's, that's typically shooting, shooting so, dogs. That's, that's that the bigger range. That is a step. No, that's a step down. All, okay. all age, all, yeah, all age dogs. Yeah. Big boys. And, and yeah, those are the big boys. And I typically, typically most all age dogs are going to run too big for me. Okay. Um, so, but, but you're not afraid to walk either though. Like again, you no, have, no. have a dog, that, oh, no. uh, you know, booming out there two, 300 yards. I mean, you're like, all right, oh, let's, yeah. let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're on yeah, point. I, I, I have some people that do not like to go with me anymore. Apparently <laughs> I walk, apparently I walk a lot. So you have to, man. That's how, that's how you find the yeah. birds. Yeah. You're not going to find so the birds, I'm, you know, getting out no. of the truck. What's yeah, the, what's the fun in that, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Oh man, so. I, I put a story on my uh, Instagram the other day. I uh, we got back. I was blue grouse hunting in the mountains, and nice. uh, we got back to the truck. Uh, it was right after I missed a shot over my my young female, and uh, got mm. back to the truck. She got water. I got water. I'm I'm ready to head home. The storm rolling in, and uh, I, next thing I'm like, where the hell, hell is wind right now? And she's like, 200 yards away, 300 yards away, 400. Yards. I'm like, what the. <laughs> are you doing right now she got a second yeah. burst and, and then i'm like i'm not she was like down in this valley and trees i'm like i'm not going to i'm not going to walk yeah walk and find you right now so eventually she came back but sure yeah yeah gps is nice oh, it, uh, oh my gosh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah if you, you know you didn't have that man she i mean she was gone uh, 10 minutes but I, I knew where she was the whole time now have you all right when when did you start how old are you i don't know how you're like mid-30s uh yeah yeah i mean i'm, I'm 32 yeah. i started hunting okay in, yeah is i mean six years ago something like that Okay. All yeah. right. So you don't, you don't know anything. No, no, nope. I don't ah. know anything. I don't know anything, you know, but so, again, the, the first couple or the first season going into my mm-hmm. first season, I didn't, I never thought about GPS. I never knew sure. about GPS. It wasn't until my mentor, yeah. he's like, Hey, mm-hmm. you might want to think about getting GPS. Like yeah. dogs running big, things happen. Yeah. I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what? And I was like, and then I was like, wait, the price, but I bit the bullet and, oh, <laughs> and did it. Yeah. Best decision. Yeah. So, you know, I was talking about great dogs and, and the, the first pointer that I had, uh, 
she was not the reason that we started getting it. We, we actually, so I started using telemetry collars in 98. Telemetry? What the? Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, we're talking like rotary, rotary phones or? No, no, no. But it's close. It's okay. close. Uh, it's, you know, uh, it's, it's what they do. You know, it's what they do wildlife tracking with. Oh, you know? okay. And so some people call them beep, beep collars. They're oh, not, wow. they're not beepers, but basically yeah. it's, it's a. Same concept. It's a whole different world, but, <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's basically a, you, you, I, I'm not even going into it. it, it nobody would use it. You know, it's very rare. Uh, but you know, the thing was, is that like the first pointer that I, I had, her name was M and the first year that we had her, my father hated her. I, I'm not sure if he ever liked her. Um, but, uh, she would, she would, she found a lot of birds, but then she would disappear and she'd be gone. And his assumption was, is that she was running deer, hmm. um, which is not an uncommon assumption. Um, but, uh, you know, cause she'd be gone for these long stretches of time. And, uh, we lost a dog earlier. We actually lost a little Brittany. And, uh, and after that fiasco, we finally found her about four days later and we were 800 miles from home. Oh, um, after that, uh, my father was like, you go find us something to track these dogs with. Huh. And so, uh, tracker radio was the, was the and, bird and dog. Can you remind me real quick? What, what time period is this? This is 98, okay. 1998. Okay. So, so it's, it's been a while. Um, and, uh, when we started using telemetry, it, it had a motion sensor on it, just like GPS does. And so you could tell if a dog was running or if he was on point point. Wow. and it w- didn't have the kind of information that you have from GPS in that, uh, it wouldn't, it would, it, you would use a, you know, it, it beeps and you move and it beeps and you move and okay. then it, it beeps stronger this way or stronger this uh, way. And then okay, you go, okay. okay, okay, he's over here. And then based on, you know, how much gain it's taken to get that signal, oh he's this far gosh. away from you. Yes. Yes. It's, it's nothing like GPS, but, uh, but it's time they were great. And uh, we figured out pretty fast that this dog was on point all the time. Really? Yeah, because I could tell. Because I could I could tell with the, the you yeah. know, so it's one of those things that that you know, you learn a lot about a big running dog. I can I can do an enormous amount of evaluation of a dog that I can't see hmm. with GPS hmm. because I can look at how they're running and sure. I can look at how far away they are and how they're covering the ground and you know, there, there's just a lot of evaluation yeah. that you can do um, with the GPS. Wow. That's fascinating. Telemetry. Yeah, 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 it's, it's you, cool stuff. We need to do a whole other like nerdy well, podcast I, on that. I wrote no, no, no. <laughs> I, I wrote I wrote an article not too long ago because there are no bird dogs that are alive right now that were alive prior to GPS. Oh wow. Okay, so GPS has been out about fifteen years, and okay. maybe there are some, but but they're, sure. they're not real active. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I don't have a single dog that has ever run, you know, without GPS on them. Wow. And so, and it's, it's changed, it's changed some stuff, you know, it's changed, not only has it changed how we hunt, but I believe it's changed the dogs, at least from a standpoint of my dogs know when they go on point, I'm coming to them hmm. because I've never not. Sure. And that was not true, you know, because 20 years back ago. Back in the day, I mean, they may yeah. be on point and you're like, well, I'm not walking to go find no, them. No, it's got nothing to do with, I'm not walking to find them. It's, I can't find them. Sure. You know, because, you know, I grew up hunting with bells. Uh, and, you know, and, and that was a tricky thing. You kind of had to keep up with, okay, where was the last place you heard them? Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and then beepers were a nightmare, you know, but <laughs> yeah, they're, they're terrible. <laughs> well, oh, what, they're why so do you, bad. why do you hate beepers so bad? <laughs> Cause it's like a garbage truck backing up, you know? And, and I understand that some people use them and uh, I do not, I, I do not, uh, grouse hunt, you know, rough grouse. Sure. I, I don't do that. Sure. 
And uh, so I've never had the opportunity. Well, that's not true. I've had the opportunity. I've just never done it. Okay. Um, and I'm not opposed to it. It's great. I know everybody loves it. I just, you know. Just waiting for the I'm people. A, they're right. They're going to write in. I'm gonna get, yeah. I'm going to hear about it. Yes. It, yes. No. I I don't. I like open. Yeah. You know, yeah. You I like, like, to, I you like, like people open. see your dogs. I if I never saw another tree in my life, I would be a happy man. <laughs> so I want to be able to see that dog at four or 500 yards. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and so beepers are actually handy. Uh, I think a lot of the folks that, that, that in the thick know, woods beepers, and yeah. yeah, they want it the thick where you can, you know, where you can't see them and they don't want to be looking at a GPS because they're having a fight to get to where they are. Sure. Um, but, you know, but, but, but I'm sorry, but beepers are still horrible. Sure. You know, they're just, still sounds like a garbage know, truck. It's terrible. <laughs> but, you know, from a technology standpoint, it, it's, it's, it's inexpensive sure. and it, you know, and it does a job yeah. at least up to a certain point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, but there were times where you would just lose a dog yeah. and no idea where he is, you know, and he's on point, you know, he's on point. You sure. just can't find it. Yeah. And so, yeah. If, I mean, an hour goes by or half, yeah. I don't know how long it would be. Like, oh, yeah. Dogs no, didn't give it, up. It just depends. Yeah. yeah. You know, at some point something's going to happen. Either he's yeah. going to break or the birds are going to go, you know, yeah. but nowadays, you know, um, and like I said, I, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm a little fascinated by it yeah. just from the standpoint of, you know, my dogs, you know, I have an eight year old right now who I have never not you know, gotten to him when he was on point, you sure. know, he just doesn't know any different, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It builds so that, builds that confidence and trust. And yeah. It's, it's, I don't, it's, it's a whole different, you know, it's a, it's a thing. So I yeah. don't know. That's um, cool. It's fascinating no. to me. Yeah. So, so you're, it sounds like you're always running your dogs with GPS. Like they're, oh, yeah. they're on the uh, ground. Um, they got GPS on. Not only, not only do my dogs have GPS on the ground when they run, but if you show up to hunt with me and you don't have GPS, you have a choice. <laughs> We can either not run your dogs or you can borrow one of my GPS cops. Oh, I love it. Okay. That's and, a good and rule. You, and if you refuse, which I'm okay with that, it's your huh? right to refuse. Sure. We're not going together. Okay. It's just that simple. And here's the deal. Okay. I have an extra GPS collar yeah. and I'm more than willing for you to put it on your dog. You don't have to, st you know, if you're anti-stim or any of that, you that's don't have fine. to do that. I just want the GPS. If you don't even want to track him, that's fine. Okay. I don't care. But at the end of the day, if he's missing, I am morally obligated to help you find that dog. hundred percent. Okay. I can't leave until we find that dog. Yep. And I'm not going to do something stupid, like not put a GPS collar on the dog, you know? And for the people that go, you know, my dogs, I, I've never, uh, my, my dogs don't ever get out of my sight. Okay. All right. Well, that that Brittany, that the reason we got into telemetry, she never got more than mm. 30 yards away from me. Yep. Her entire life, she was the perfect dead bird dog. Yep. She never she hunted in Texas for 8 years. She found one covey of birds in the entire 8 years. And the only reason she didn't find them is cuz the other dogs were getting to them before where she was. But but if there was a dead bird on the ground, Maggie was going to find it. Sure. And you didn't stand the chance. And I even took Maggie back the next day sometimes if we didn't find a bird, I, you know, she'd find it. You know, if it was on the ground, she's going to, if Maggie couldn't find it, it wasn't on the ground. You didn't hit it. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, and, oh, and, and she this. got, and she got lost because we had a big running dog that was on point. We were going to the big running dog and Maggie picked up on something and went the other way. Mm. And she had a beeper it on, happens. but you know, but we, you know, and, and we looked up 30 minutes later and she was gone yeah. and we found her four days later Now we, we got lucky. Somebody sure. else found her. Sure. You know, and they called the, my, this was back, shoot, probably before cell phones. Yeah. Or at least they weren't that common, but you know. Jeez. Yeah. I, that's so, a good rule of thumb. Yeah. Throw an extra yeah. collar. And, well, because then, yeah. I mean, just, I'm just thinking practically too. Then yeah. the dog gets lost, hunting's mm -hmm. over for that day until you find that dog. Yeah. You know, exactly. it's, yeah. it's such I'm just a, not doing it. 
Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not I, doing I, it. I, I might have told this on the podcast before. So my mentor, same same guy who told mm-hmm. me about the GPS collar, he told me he had a dog, you know, whatever, three, 400 yards out. Dog's not coming back. So where's this dog? So he's like waiting half hour. Sorry, no dog. Mm-hmm. So he has a GPS on him and he goes out in this field area looking for the dog and says the dog's 10 feet away. He's like, what the mm-hmm. hell? Like, I don't see a dog. There's nowhere. He's getting, starting to get nervous. I know this story. And dog's in, dog's in a hole. Yep. Not that far from him. And it was kind of covered up and hard to get to. And he's like, if I would not have had a yeah. collar on her, or a collar on that dog, he's like, I would not have found yeah, her. It was an eight foot yeah. hole. And she, she was down there and, uh, shit happens like that. Like you're, it's going to oh, happen. Yeah. And yeah. You, I had a dog, oh, this is two or three years ago that experienced dog and, and she got down into a Canyon hmm. and I don't know what happened. She got around a corner or something and she couldn't see anything anymore. And she just stopped, you know? And it was one of those things where I was, and I'm up at the top. And I know I can't see her, but I know I'm standing right on top of her. And I ended up having to go all the way down and come up the canyon, you know, to get to her. And she wouldn't move. I had to go in and get her. Oh, geez. Um, and I don't know what happened. She just got freaked out. Oh, geez. You know, so, so there's a lot of reasons. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with if people don't want to use them or they sure. don't feel like they need them. I, I understand that that's their, that's your prerogative. Totally. I'm, I'm fine with it, but I'm not doing it. And I'll keep doing it until there's a better, you know, until there's something better. Yeah. The microchips so. inserted into the dogs or something. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. even know if it's better or not. But. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Somebody's working on it. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Well, we'll circle back to uh, some, some okay. uh, e-collar stuff here and, and tracking stuff yeah. in a second. But I kind of want to back up to uh, Gundog Supply a little bit. And okay. kind of want to just like why? Like why Gundog Supply? How'd you start this company? Like, like just a little story so, about. Uh, well, I actually this. I didn't start it. It was started in 1972 by my parents. Oh, okay. And okay. So yeah. That. So uh, my dad. Uh, my, it's, it's quick version. My dad and his brother had a feed store in Jackson, Mississippi, uh, and my dad was looking for some other stuff to sell, and uh, was disappointed in the quality of some of the stuff that was on the market. And so started, you know, started manufacturing their own stuff, started Hmm. making collars and leashes and stuff. And uh, over time, it did some mail order stuff. This is in the early 70s, which mail order back then was actually mail order. (laughs) Um, I mean, I, you know, I remember going with my mom to the post office. office. Yes. And you would go and you would pick up and there would be orders and checks and you would (laughs) fill them. Wait a second. What kind of time period was this? It was, it was a little different world. Um, and you know, it was never a big business, but it was something that they really enjoyed. And, uh, eventually they had people starting to want to come to their showroom. Well, they didn't have a showroom. They had a warehouse and, you know, and at a certain point my father was like, well, maybe we should build a showroom. So they built a showroom and then he started selling dog food and, uh, very quickly it turned into, uh, it was, it was more of a dog food business than anything else. And they did that for a long time and uh, sold a lot of dog food. Hmm. And uh, that was, you know, I was high school, college. Um, and in the mid-90s, we had a PetSmart move in not too far from us. And uh, it was challenging to compete with them. Not, sure. you know, not impossible, but it was more challenging than it probably should have been. 
Um, and at that time we'd started, it was around the time that we'd started hunting and my dad just kind of had a feel for how many more, you know, bird hunters are still were. So we, we had, you know, we'd still done it, but, but we'd kind of gotten out of it. Sure. And so we got back into mail order, probably 95, somewhere in that neighborhood. And, and my brother and I were not involved with the company at that time. Okay. Um, you know, we worked there when we were teenagers, but he and I were doing our own thing. We, we had a couple of companies and, um, but in 97, Rob started playing with the internet. And uh, he put one of our businesses uh, online and did pretty well. You know, it started, it started getting some buzz. And my mom was like, okay, this is what we need to do. We need mm. to do this. And so at that time, uh, we started – actually, it, I think we, we, put, we put a catalog request thing online for okay. them before we did anything. And we got so many catalog requests that my dad was like, either put it online where we can sell it or cut it off. <laughs> You know, because catalogs are expensive. Sure. And uh, so we started selling stuff online and it took off. I mean, this is 97. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So early 97, um, which was for those of us that are old, you know, the Internet was very small. At the time. <laughs> sure. And uh, it, it took off. And by late 98, it got out of hand to the point really? that I had to come. Yeah, I had to come in and help. Wow. And my brother, Rob's. Rob's a, the internet guy. And he was he was doing that part of it, and uh, I was looking for something new to do, and was just blown away by how fast it had, and big it had become. Yeah, and so uh, I, I came back to it in '98, and haven't really done much else since. Wow, man, I've been doing that since since '98. That's cool, so, man. Wow, yeah, yeah. that is cool. Late, it, that's crazy so, to think about. Like late '90s, we were, yeah. people were able to sell stuff on the internet. Then to oh, me, yeah. that, it seems yeah. like I don't know. Yeah. To me, like the internet didn't come to like 2000 or early 2000. You no, know, and it's yeah, it's, it's really weird, not weird that. Concept. It's not yeah, it's not that different. Um, yeah. You had to have a little different. You know, uh, it's funny. You know, because people people are so used to high speed now sure. that they forget. You know what we had back then, <laughs> and uh, we get accused sometimes of not having a, a state of the art website. And a lot of that comes from the fact that, um, well, you know, I live out in the country. I just got high speed in the last six months. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, but I live in the country, but so, but so do a lot of my sure. customers, yeah, yeah. you know, and if, if you've never had the joy of, you know, trying to use a satellite, you know, Wi-Fi, yeah. you know, or, you know, satellite internet was terrible. Sure. You know? And now, you know, it's getting a lot better, but, you know, but we just, so we tend to try to build fast websites. Yeah. You know, <laughs> That's so. good. I, I mean, from my perspective, I, I live in the yeah. suburbs of, of Denver and oh, yeah. I, I kind of like the website cause it's kind of old school, kind of like this yes. like, you know, retro brings me yes. back. I'm like, yeah, I'm on the, I'm mm -hmm. on the Gundog yeah. supply website. It's, it's not retro. It's just always <laughs> been this way. Yeah. That's your yeah. intention, right? That's your intention. <laughs> exactly. No. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so you've been running this now since again, 98, 99. Um, mm -hmm. what, what have been some of the, maybe the challenges that you've, you've faced over the last 20 years of, of running this company oh, and building it. You know, the, the, you know, we have, we have existed. We're still a, a relatively small company, um, you know, compared to, you know, a lot of people that we compete with, you know, our two biggest competitors right now are Amazon and Chewy, mm, you know, wow. to give you an idea, you know, when I look, when I look at who my, you know, sure. who my major competition is, it's, it's them. Yeah. At least for some of the stuff that we sell. And so, you know, uh, that's a challenging sort of thing, yep. you know, when you're dealing with companies that first off don't have to make a profit and will will tell you right up front that they don't have to make a profit. Um, that's nice. We don't have that as an option. That's sure. not something that, you know, but you know, it's, it's tricky. You can't, you know, you can't sell stuff for more than they're selling it for. Um, and you've got to ship as fast as they do it. You've got to, you know, so it's, so, the, you know, that, that to me is a good thing. I like 
you know, strong competitors. Um, and then we have some, you know, some folks that, um, I don't know if they're our size or, or smaller, but, you know, but they're able to do some stuff, sure. um, that, that we try to do and have to have to stay on top of because, you know, you don't want to be so big that, you know, that you can't get, um, I mean, you, you know, it, it's, it's not as easy nowadays, but you still get me on the phone if you need to, sure. you know, um, and so, you know, so, so there's this balance between yeah. being big and fast and technology and having all this stuff and still being, you know, uh, the, 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 the roots of our company, which are customer service and sure. product knowledge. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that's a challenge. Uh, the last three years have been, you know, a little bizarre. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to, yeah, I was just, I mean, that's, that's probably a whole nother conversation, but just have, yeah, have, you, has, the, have you been the, hit pretty hard with supply and all that kind of stuff too. That's been the biggest, that's been the biggest problem over the last, and it's, it's, it's a lot better now than it was six months or a year ago. Last fourth quarter last year was very challenging, mm. you know, cause we just, you know, we, we had what we had and we couldn't get anything else, Sure, you know? So, but right now, most of that's kind of cleared off stuff. Still, you know, expensive, uh, overseas shipping is still crazy high, oh, you know? So, yeah. That's so tough. Uh, so yeah, tough. but but that's just part of it. If you if you're wanting to get stuff for Christmas, don't wait. Yeah, don't. Yeah, good good reminder. Don't wait. Good reminder. Don't wait. When did uh, so. when did you start doing some of these these longer form like videos up on your website? Those have been really helpful. You know, on some gear. I don't know when we started. We um, my father was not a gigantic fan of giving his opinion on products. Hmm. That was not something that he did. I, I don't. I never really discussed it with him. I don't know why. Um, you know, he would write his product descriptions and, and he didn't mind talking to you about it. if you emailed him, he would talk to you about it. And for a long time, uh, he did, you know, he handled the majority of our, our email correspondence. Um, but we were looking for something to, to, you know, we were looking for something to make us different from everybody else and, you know, and pick on Amazon. You know, Amazon doesn't talk about the products that they sell. You know, the customers that buy the products that Amazon sells talk about mm. the products that Amazon sells. Sure. You know, that's how, you know, if you need information off of an Amazon website, typically it's you go to the reviews because yeah. that's all that's there. Yeah. And so we kind of figured out that that, that was, you know, that was sort of the trick. Um, and so we started, that's what, you know, we just started doing that and we switched to video. We've probably been doing video heavy for seven or eight years. Okay. Maybe, maybe. Um, and it was one of those things where it started kind of small and then it started to build and it started to build and started to build. And it was one of those things that it's crazy, but I can do a 30 minute video on a product and people watch the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, the whole, yeah. right here, yeah. man. <laughs> right here. Yeah. You know? And so we try to keep it, you know, we, we try to, we try to break it up now where we have like the first, you know, two to five minutes is going to cover the majority of the stuff that sure. you need to know. And if you want to watch everything, great. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll ramble on about it and, you yeah. know, I don't mind talking about it. Yeah. So, no, stuff, stuff like um, that. It's nice to, again, see someone that, again, kind of the face behind the company. You're selling lots of different mm -hmm. brands and products. So to get your opinion on it has been <laughs> helpful. Again, I'm speaking for myself because I've, I've watched sure. these videos and, and you know, read these descriptions. It's nice just to be able to see and, and go, okay, you know, the little nuances of the battery cover or the clip yeah. you know, quality, like those kind of details, you don't get a lot of yeah. other places. And so I've, I've appreciated yeah. that. It's, it's been interesting because I have, there's three or four folks out there that I watch where I'm just like, God, I wish I could do it like they do it, <laughs> you know, because there's some folks out there sure. that are really good at it, <laughs> sure. you know, and I'm still just kind of winging it, but uh, yeah. So sometimes that's yeah. the best way. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I've always been, you know, one of, you know, you're talking about stuff that you remember as a kid and I remember my dad, you know, taking care of his boots mm. and getting the gear and the processing of, of the gear and having everything together for a big trip. You know, that, that's a, yeah. that's a thing. 
Yeah. It, oh, it's a, it's a thing so, in my house. Yeah. I, laying, oh, yeah. laying everything out in the garage the night before, making mm-hmm. sure you got yeah. everything, taking care yeah. of it. and Yeah. It's part of the experience, yeah. I feel. Yeah. And then you want it to be where the gear doesn't interfere with the experience. Sure. You know? Yeah. And where so it's, where it's a, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, that broke or that it didn't work. Yeah. Or, exactly. Yeah. What, uh, I guess, what are some of the, the I don't know, the biggest sellers or, or things that are most popular on, uh, on the website that are, that are moving? You know, my uh, well, for us, it's always you know it's electronics. Mm. I mean, as far as the, the stuff that we sell the majority of, okay. you know, and it's and it's GPS stuff. Okay, you know, it is amazing to me how much you know the number of GPS systems that are out there and that people keep you know keep, it keep is going an, back for. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah, yeah. I remember going to the first time I saw um, a Garmin unit, and I don't think they they had no idea. They had no idea. That it was going to be, you know, <laughs> this, it was just this popular. Uh, no idea. Yeah, yeah. What? Um, so, so, what? What Garmin units are you running? So, you, you mentioned earlier you used to run the minis, yeah. right? And now you switched yeah. over. So I've run a lot of different stuff. Um, I was not a big fan of the Alpha One Hundred, um, and so I ran an Astro um, Four Thirty and a Pro Five Fifty. You know, it was the combination sure. that I was running. And, uh, and I was running minis at that time because you could put the PT 10 collar and the mini collar on the same strap. So, oh, yeah, um, okay. yeah. So, so I was doing that, but that was prior to the pro 550 coming out. Okay. And, uh, I was involved a pretty heavy chunk with the development of that. Oh, cool. uh, I, and it was, it was a fun, it was a fun product to, to do. Um, but so I run a 550 plus, um, but I still like to have the mapping you know, options. So sure. I run a 200, I run a 200 I okay. you know, also, and you can run them, you know, uh, same collar, same setup. So, yeah. you know, I've so got, you're running both, hand, you have both hand, I'm running both hand okay. Yeah. Which is, which is an expensive way to go. <laughs> and it's not typically what I recommend. For sure. Folks. Sure. Um, you know, so it is one of those things where it just kind of depends, but, but, but you like the buttons uh, of the 550 plus and yeah, the I, mapping I, I do a, yeah, I want, you know, a lot of folks will be like, well, I hunt with this and I train with this. Well, you know, I, the uh, 550 plus you can do both with, Yeah. you know, I, and if you said to me, okay, you can only have one, then that's, that's what I'm going to take. Yeah. Um, but I do like to use the mapping and I like having the in reach. Um, oh, it's yeah. not as bad as it used to be, but, but I, I, I end up in some places that, you know, that I don't have reliable cell service sure. and I'm by myself and, you know, just having the ability to, to, you know, to communicate you know, is a big deal. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and I recommend it, you know, it's one of those things too, that it just makes my wife feel better, you know, because oh, totally. she'd have you know, no idea. Yeah. 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 You know, and, and some mornings, you know, especially when I'm by myself, um, you know, I'll be like, well, I'm going to hunt here. Maybe I'm going to hunt here. Yeah. Switches, your plans you know, change. Yeah. But even if I told her, she'd have no yeah. idea where to start. <laughs> exactly. Looking. Yeah. So, you know, when I get to a spot, I press a button and yep. it sends her a thing that says, this is where I am. Yeah. And if, you know, and at least that tells them where to start. Sure. You know, I typically don't run the tracking feed. You can run it where it tracks and it yeah, pings yeah. every 10 seconds or that. I typically don't do that. Yeah. You know, but if something were to happen to me and I didn't have the ability to, you know, they'd at least know where to start looking. Totally. No, that's, that's so, super smart. Yeah. I mean, I was using that um, early season hunt this year. My wife was, she was mm-hmm. due early September. I was oh, going yeah. to hunt a couple days later. Yeah. So, you know, got the subscription going and uh, again, just gave us all peace of mind of like, she could text me whenever, oh, yeah. you know, just, just be able to get a hold of me um, mm-hmm. some, somewhere quick. So that was a nice Yeah, it's a neat it's peace a neat of mind. Setup. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. And I uh, like the fact that I don't have to have another piece of gear. 
No, totally. It's just kind of just like built in your dog collar, which you're already using. So yep. that works out really yep. well. Yep. Um, so. Garmin Alpha 10. I, I don't okay. know much about that thing. Do you want to uh, – some people ask me sometimes, like, do you know about this? I'm yeah. Like, I haven't used it. Yeah. I haven't seen one in person. So it, it's, a, it's a good product. It, it's one of those things where it depends on what you want out of it as to whether or not, you know, it fits. Um, Garmin is really cool about developing stuff and trying stuff. And going, you know, and they'll 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 say, "You think this is a good idea?" And we're like, "Well, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know, what does it do?" Oh, okay, you know, and I can sit there and go, "Okay, well, here's the niche for it." So, um, the Alpha Ten, you know, it has a lot of the Alpha features in that it'll track, you know, twenty dogs. Um, you can also track the handheld. So if you had an Alpha Ten and I had an Alpha Ten, I can track you and you can track me. Hmm. I can communicate with you through the Alpha Ten. We can send messages back and forth. Um, it will track, you know, up to 20 dogs. Uh, it also has, you know, stimulation and tone and vibration. Um, so it's got but, all the, all the features really. Oh yeah. It, yeah, yeah, like it has all the features. The, yeah. Now the, the downside of it is that, um, uh, it has one button and that button controls whatever you have it set on. You know, sure. so, you know, so say you've got dogs that are pretty well trained and you just tone them a bunch, set it on tone and you just, you know, you tone them. And then if you need to make a correction, it's just not, it's, just, it's not a very good e-collar. Mm. Okay. It's okay. just not because, you know, a good e-collar allows you to, you know, raise and lower stimulation quickly without having to spend a lot of time thinking about it. Sure. Okay. Because if you've got a situation where you need to make a correction, you know, dog jumps a deer and you want to correct him immediately, you know, you need to be able to go, oh, I'm on a three. I need to go to a 10. Boom, it's just we're done. too cumbersome. You know? Yeah. And I don't need to have to think about it. I don't have to, need sure. to look at a screen and toggle through three or four things. So, it, you know, if you say to me, well, I need an e-collar that does blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be like, okay, we're not even going to talk about this. Yeah. Um, because it's just not that. Now, uh, it's great. And this is really where it was designed. Um, if you run one of their drive track units, you have to have a tracking unit for that drive track. And that's the GPS that goes in the vehicle. Sure. Okay. Now, not really a bird dog thing. This is more of a, of a hound, hound yeah. type product. Yeah. Um, but that was that was kind of the idea behind it was is that, that the problem is if you don't have a, 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 a unit that goes with your drive track, then you have to unhook it from the long range antenna when you get out of the truck to go find your dogs. Well, that's pain. Uh, so people wanted to have a unit that was dedicated to, uh, you know, having their, uh, they wanted one that was dedicated to the drive track. Gotcha. Okay. So that was kind of where the, the original idea came behind it. Um, then the other side of it was, is, okay, I hunt with my elderly father or I hunt with my young child uh, or my wife or, you know, whoever. And you want to be able to keep up with them in case you're going to get separated from everybody. Uh, so okay. you get this small unit. Something you, they you carry. Know. Yeah, they carry. They can see where the dogs are. Uh, if a dog goes on point, they're going to know it too. Gotcha. Um, but if something were to happen, I could track them. You know, and it's it's sold. I'd say it's probably sold better than I thought it was going okay. to. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's it's a very specific you know, niche people, kind of. Yeah, thing. people like the size of it. Sure. You know, and so, but it just depends. You know, if you're looking for something, you know, I, I would have probably preferred that they left the e-collar functionality off of it and almost um, made like an Astro kind of thing. Well, yeah, it's just one of those things where you just have to be real specific with people and go, you know, okay. You know, if if you you want it to do this and this and this, it's just not going to do it. Sure. Get the get the. Yeah plus yeah. or yeah. something else is going to Yeah. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where it depends. And that's generally one of the biggest things that we do is, you know, is you come to us and you say, well, I'm thinking about this. And I'm like, well, what do you do? Okay. Yeah. What do you do? 
You know, you do this. How many dogs are you running? What are you looking for? Are you looking for more of an e-collar? Are you looking for more of a tracking system? You know, what do you, you know, what do you, what do you want? Sure. You know, and you tell me what you want, and then I'll tell you what's out there. Yeah, exactly. You tell me what so, you're doing. I'll tell you what you need. Yeah. yeah. What, what do you think makes has made the Pro 550 Plus so popular and just such a, a, a good unit overall? Well, it's a it's a bird dog unit. I mean, that's that's what it was designed for. You know, and it, when people ask me about the 550 Plus, the 550 Plus is an e-collar that has some GPS capabilities. Okay. Where the Pro Two, I'm sorry, the Pro 200. God, I'm dating myself. <laughs> the Alpha 200 uh, is a GPS system that has e-collar functionality. Okay. And so, you know, so that's really how I break it down for folks. Sure. Where it's like, okay, what do you want? Yeah. You know, what, what exactly, once again, what do you want? Um, now, we have some new options nowadays where like Garmin has, um, what's it called? Garmin Explorer. Yeah. The which app. is an app. Yeah, the app. And it works with pretty much all the systems now, I believe. Um, so if you have a 550 plus and you want mapping and that kind of stuff, you just get the app and you sync it up with your handheld. And now sure. you've got that. Um, it's still not quite where I want it. You sure. know, it's not as good as it should be. Um, Garmin is not, they struggle with apps. Mm. That's, that's not their strong suit. Yeah. You know, they're a hardware company. And so they struggle with apps. Sure. And so I would like for it. And I feel like it'll be better over time, but, but it's, yeah. it's okay. You know, yeah. it doesn't cost anything. So. Sure. It's a free app download. Yeah. It, you know, it, it works. Yeah. It yeah. What Bluetooth. Yeah. But yeah, but you know, so, um, and then there's some new stuff. We just found out that the, like the iPhone 14 is going to have satellite communication stuff. Yeah. You've seen that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, that's one of those things where I'm like, okay, well, that's going to hurt inReach. Mm. So <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, cause you know, if you have an, you know, it's one of those things where if you're thinking about an inReach or, you know, you need yeah. a new phone. If, if the iPhone has you know, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about it. I know it's real limited as far as what it can do. Yeah. Um, as far as communication, but I think it's going to strictly be preset messages and, and you know, not yeah, one yeah, one. But that, yeah, that, that, I don't think they rolled that's out. That's a big October. deal. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big deal. Totally. You know, now, now at some point they're going to have to start charging for it or they're going to have, you know, something. Right. Right. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, but, <laughs> uh, but, but it's kind of a cool, yeah. you know, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's so, awesome. I, I haven't seen much about it, but I'm, I'm fascinated by it. I'm going to see yeah. what they're doing. That's cool. Um, a couple more things, if you don't mind, if you're, yeah. if you're good on no. time. Um, I'm good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. Last thing on Garmin. Again, I'm not trying to make yeah. this a Garmin infomercial, but uh, they, make great, they make great I, products. I, I'm, a, I'm a Garmin guy. <laughs> and I, I trust your opinion. So um, yeah. talk about the, uh, the mini collar, the regular, and now the X. Okay. Um, so what's, what's your thoughts on all those? Okay, so right now we really only have minis and X's. Um, it, there may be a few regular collars that are still out there, but they, they have stopped production on those. Um, so uh, nothing wrong with them. They, they actually, I think it was, I don't know if it was accidental or not, they figured out a way to, to get more battery life out of the system that they had now. That's where the X, and that's the difference in the X. And, and the X is the life. same size as the regular, right? It's exact same okay. size. It looks just like, like I said, if you've got one of them side by side, you can't tell the so difference. So they cracked the code on getting, smashing yeah. a bigger battery. Yeah, okay. and they, they changed, and it's actually on the board. Um, it's, not a, it's not a different battery, but it's a oh. I, my engineering degree is still over <laughs> at Mississippi State, so they haven't uh, sent that over yet. It just it just works, I, yeah. <laughs> um, so the the biggest difference, all right. So the difference in the mini is size. Okay, sure. the mini is you know it's the same size as the PT10, which is the 550 sure. you know collar. If you're if you're familiar with those, it's the exact same you know case. Um, it was originally designed for smaller rabbit dogs. Mm. That was we were having trouble with the little beady rabbit dogs, okay. you know, on those on those. But uh, the minis have been real popular with the bird dog crowd. Um, I typically use forty pounds as the 
You know, if your dog is 40 pounds or under, you might want to look at a mini. If they're 40 pounds and up, I would not look at a mini. Um, Now, we have this fallacy among people that dogs can't handle the weight, which is hilarious. Um, I have never seen a dog. You mean a small dog taking on a a larger collar? Yeah. The biggest problem that you'll run into is that the big collars, the neck size, it'll only go down so small. You can't cinch it down. Yeah, tight enough. You can't cinch it down tight enough because of the the gap in there. Now, there's a trick. If you take your buckle off, you take your collar strap off, and you loop it through the other way, you can actually get it down smaller. Wait, say, sense? well, hold on. Say what? Okay. So normally, <laughs> normally you feed the collar strap. Yeah. Through yeah. Kind of how it not, comes. Yeah. It comes, it comes, it'll come out of the box yeah. this way where the collar strap is. So here's the box and the collar straps, you know, yep. on the left side and the, the lights facing you. Yep. And then the GPS, you have the, the, the black plastic piece and the GPS antenna yep. and then the RF antenna that goes up that side. All right. So if you feed your collar strap in through here um, and then, so, so the collar strap is going to be close to the, I'm sorry, the buckle would be closest to the box. Okay. Okay. That's the, the best way to do it when you have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Down. Okay. Well, that'll only get so small. Yeah. Well, if you pull your collar strap out and you take your collar strap and you, you, it, you start it Just in on the, the GPS way. antenna and go the other way, oh my you could actually shave about. I think it's about two and a half inches, something like that, off of it. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, you just made my day. <laughs> so, um, now, a lot of people are under the impression that their smaller bird dog, let's say 25 pounds, just can't handle, you know, that big collar, which I just, I, I'm sorry, <laughs> but they can, okay? They can. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yes, uh, on a two and a half second update rate, you're going to get 17 to 20 hours of runtime off of a mini, which is perfect for you know that's a day's hunt sure and you charge it that night okay and and let me tell you if you're not if you're hunting today and you're gonna hunt tomorrow and you don't charge your collars you're making a mistake sure okay and i don't care how long you ran it's always charging if you turn that collar on today and you ran for an hour okay yeah yeah, sure you don't have to charge it but you know you're gonna regret it at some point because at some point that dog's gonna get lost he's gonna get on the other side of something and you can't get to it and you've got to drive 30 miles to get around you know to pick this dog up and now you are against the clock sure because you ran your collar for eight hours yesterday and you didn't charge it tonight and so now we're down to we've got 12 hours and we started early this morning and we went all day and it was a great day and at five o'clock my dog decided to cross this canyon and now you know i can't get to him and he swam across something or whatever and the sun's going down and my collar that should have you know because i didn't charge it last night you know, I've, and I've, 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 I read eight hours yesterday or five hours yesterday and I read 12 hours today. You know, I got to go get him right now sure. and, and it won't be long and that collar is going to be dead. Mm. And there's few things more worthless than a dead GPS tracking. Yeah, 100 percent. So um, so the, the, the beauty of the X is that we get about 80 hours of runtime. Jeez. Uh, that, that it's around there, right? Bit. Let's say 60. Sure. You know, still you can get from, the, from the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're one of those folks now, now I'm going to charge my collars every night because sure. I want all 60. Yeah. Okay. I want it all. You know, the second I turn that if dog it can out, do it, it's, it's going to have it. I want it all. Uh, so I charge my gear every night. Now, the, the, the kind of the here's the part that, that people don't grasp when they're looking at that. You're going to have to charge your handheld anyway. Sure. 
Okay, because an alpha, you know, an alpha battery is not going to last if you're running it all day. You're going to have to charge oh, it. Oh, yeah. So if dog and gets if lost, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, it's not going to matter. Okay, because your collar battery will go longer than your handheld battery, sure. no matter what. It, both of them will do it. The mini will last longer than, and the X will last substantially longer. But you know, a plus, you're only going to get twelve or fifteen hours out of a plus handheld. Sure. And you know, you're going to get somewhere in that neighborhood out of a two hundred I handheld. Not maybe not even that much. So you got to charge it every night anyway. So yeah. charge your collars every night. Yeah. Um, but the advantage of it is that if something happens and and people don't think about worse, I'm, I'm a worst case scenario kind sure. of guy. That's that's my thing. I want to look at what's the worst possible thing that can happen. I had a dog once that crossed a fence and sliced open that vein on the front of his leg that Ooh. your vet likes to, to, to draw blood out yeah. of. I don't know what it's called, but it's a big one. And he sliced it, you know, right up. And the only reason that he's alive today is because I was within about, you know, 50 feet of him and saw him curl up on the ground and start to bleed to death. Sure. And uh, he's not alive today. This was a long time ago. But uh, but he lived he lived about seven or eight more years after that. You know, sure. now I had to drop everything that I owned and abandon two dogs, hmm. you know, and I got him back to the truck. And fortunately, one of the dogs was a younger dog and he kind of showed up, you know, as I was bandaging it up, throwing this dog in the truck and headed for the vet. The other dog stayed out for about five hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. You know, and, and I finally, when I finally got it, the dog settled and everything, man, it might not have been five, maybe it was three or four. Sure, but still. still yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you leaving a, and, and the dog had a collar on, right? That dog had to leave. Yep. Okay. Sure did. Yep. Found her own point. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it was actually it was as actually that M dog that I was talking about earlier. Oh, really? She was on point. Yeah. And when I got to her and I flushed the bird, she turned around and looked at me like, "Where the hell have you been?" <laughs> She's like, "I've been standing here for a long time. I'm tired." Yes. So oh, okay. Man. So as far as collars go, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. your dog your dog can handle it. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, unless you have a little bitty dog, I would not buy a mini. Sure. You know, because I want you that want that extra range. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I guess I, I guess range well, no, 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 no. now. All right. Yeah, so range is one of these question, things. Yeah. All right. So Garmin advertises that you're going to get four miles range out of the mini, and you're going to get nine miles range out of the uh, out of the X. That is. So subjective. I don't even know if that, that's a nice way of saying it. Okay. <laughs> you will be hard pressed. Okay. With a, with a regular handheld, you're not going to get that kind of range in any situation. Okay. Okay, fine. If you can find me a place that's line of sight, nine miles, maybe. Okay. Okay. But there aren't many places that are line of sight, nine miles. Mm. just not. Yeah, hills and, and trees, so, houses, yeah, roads. You know, and any of that stuff that's in the way, you know, it's going to cut down on your range. Okay. Um, now, like the best I've ever gotten out of a collar, you know, is about, seven miles six seven out of a regular you know. size or X size? that was out of a regular collar with a with an extended range antenna oh wow okay okay now a mini they listed as four miles and same thing there you're not going to get four miles with a regular setup um i have gotten four plus miles out of a mini you know using an external antenna okay um but as far as i can tell in in on my tests, yeah. the range is, is basically than, the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not, it's just not, you know, now they've got some long range antennas and, you know. A- antennas that reality, go on the handheld? Yeah. No, they actually go on the collar. Oh, you know, okay. You can, a, you can get a longer collar antenna. Oh, but gotcha. It's still, the reality of it is, is that, that range is not the thing. It's battery life. Okay. okay. And so, you know, now um, the price went up 50 bucks. So you're looking at. Sure. 350 now for a, a TT15X compared to 299, you know. Okay. So it's 50 bucks more. Do, do you think they're looking into your your crystal ball? Do you think there's any plans yeah. to do a Mini X someday where we get better battery life uh, out of the minis? Maybe. Okay. 
You know, they're always the, the thing. Anytime I get that question, it's always the reality of it is yes. But it's Eventually. the question of, yeah, but they're working on Garmin's working on stuff all the time. Sure. You know, um, they are they are that company. The thing that I love the most about Garmin is that we really don't have, you know, uh, Sport Dog has a couple of GPS things. Some of them are good. Some of them are OK. Um, Dogtra has the Pathfinder, which has some cool things about it. But the reality of it is that Garmin controls this market. Sure. You know, 95 percent of the market they own. Yeah. You know, with with no real competition in sight. Yeah. Um, and they still keep coming out with new cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not slowing down. Yeah. No. no. And introduction they're, of the they're, watches, they're, yeah. you know, a couple yes. years, right, several years ago uh-huh. and how, yep. how long yep. that ago was. But yep. That was a big deal. That's been slick. And yeah, they're just that company. They, they will push themselves, um, you know, when, when they don't necessarily. Now, some of that comes from the fact that they're in really big competitive markets elsewhere. They have sure. competition that's just, you know, just so, so they don't really have a choice. Sure. But it sort of translates over into everything. Yeah. You know. So totally. That's awesome. So yeah, very cool. Fan. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. This is good. It's, it's, yeah. it's kind of nice to uh, pick apart e-collars a little bit oh, yeah. tracking. Like I haven't done that really with anyone on this. Sure. So I think you were the guy to, to do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, very cool. Um, Steve last, uh, yeah. Last product question. If you don't mind, this okay. doesn't have to be real long. Um, do- dog boots. Um, okay. can you just talk about the importance of dog boots when to run them, when not to run them? So I, I carry boots everywhere that I go. Um, I, I, I don't like to boot dogs unless I have to, um, you know, but I travel a good bit when I hunt and you can ruin a hunt, you know, if you don't have them. Um, and there's lots of different ways to, you know, there's, there's, there's some tricks to, you know, you can, you can boot some dogs out of some, some non-traditional stuff. And, uh, uh, but, but the thing about it is that the biggest thing that I run into is, is sand spurs. Which okay. I don't know where you. Well, you said you run in Nebraska, so you know what yeah. Sandspurs. Oh are. yeah, yeah, <laughs> those are. Ah yeah, yeah. And so the thing about Sandspurs too is that they're unpredictable. Hmm. In that it's it's some sort of combination of drought or rainfall and uh, the soil getting disturbed, sure. and you know. And so the thing about Sandspurs is that you can have a place that you hunt for years and never run into them, and then you come back next year and they're, they're there. Yeah, and so. Most dogs, if they haven't grown up around them, you know, they're just, I don't care how tough your dog is. If they're not used to sand spurs, it's going to shut them down. Mm. And so I carry boots strictly for that. Okay. Um, now, the other side of it, too, is that especially early season, um, I don't think I have anybody that's bad about it right now. But I had a dog that it didn't matter what you did every season, the first couple of hunts, he was going to blow a pad. Mm. You know, it was guaranteed. Um and it would get to the point where it was a problem for him. Besides the fact that you just didn't like for him, he was just one of those knucklehead. You know, he would he would hurt himself <laughs> sure. kind of dogs. Um, but you know, but I could boot him after he blew a pad, and he'd be great. Really, didn't seem to phase him. Yeah. Wow. So, um, so that's you know that's one of those things. Um, so I you know I carry boots everywhere, but I typically don't boot unless I have to. Okay, kind of. A le- and um, so, will you yeah. like pre-boot a dog if if you're going on say a long multi-day uh, hunt? No, or you're going to do it kind of in the second half. I'll do it if I well, I'll do it if I find if we start to have dogs that are having sore feet, then I might boot them. Okay. You know, for that, I, I try to rotate my dogs enough, and I try to keep my dogs in good enough shape that that typically doesn't happen. Okay. Um, now I don't hunt in a lot of crazy rocky stuff, um, so you know, 
especially early season because okay. I don't like snakes. And so, uh, yeah, so I don't know, you know, if I was, if I was hunting Arizona all the time, I might boot more if I was hunting Nevada. Okay. Um, more rocky. Maybe parts of, yeah. Maybe parts of Idaho, you know, okay. I might, I might boot more often. Okay. Um, but you know, it just kind of depends. Okay. Um, but I, I like to carry boots with me. Yeah. Now there's a couple of different, if you, if you end up in a situation where you don't have boots, you can make boots out of duct tape. Uh, there's a couple of tutorials online on okay. how to do them. Um, I, you know, there, it takes forever. Yeah. So I think I've watched one of those I'm videos. Not, yeah. I'm not doing, I'm not doing that. You know, boots are cheap. Sure. Um, some boots are cheap. And so, uh, so, you know, you can get, we've got a Cordura boot that that's, you know, pretty tough. I don't know, 20 bucks for a set, Oh wow. you know, so it's not, yeah, it's not big money. Yeah. Uh, but duct tape's your best friend when it comes to okay. boots. Are you running those Cordura ones or the Lewis boots still? Uh, you know, if, if I, I carry both, um, cause it just depends. What I like about Cordura boots is if I'm somewhere and I'm not sure I could throw, you know, I could throw four in the back of my vest hmm. and I could put them on the dog and I don't need any tape. Okay. So I like that. So if I'm, if I'm going somewhere and it, it, it's questionable, then I'll do that. Um, if push comes to shove Lewis boots, I think are the best boots that are on the market as far okay. as from a bird dog standpoint, you know, now. It, you know, you have to know how to put them on. I've got a tutorial online. There's a lot of different ways tape, to do it. You need tape, right? Yeah. yeah, you need tape. There's a couple of different ways to do it, but, um, but you know, duct tape's the best way to go. They okay. don't, you know, and that's one of those things people hate that. But sure. But, they're great boots. Yeah. Okay. So. I, I have a pair. Never used them. Yeah. <laughs> never no, used them. Know, they sit and, in my truck said, just in case. Yeah. And it is, and really that's it. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, unless you, you know, what I would prefer people do is that they exercise their dogs enough and they keep their pads in good shape yeah. and they only need boots when they run into sand spurs. Sure. You know, that's, that's, that's what I would prefer. That's, totally. that's really the best way to go. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Okay. Thank you for unpacking that. Um, all right. Yeah. We are going to wrap this thing up. I want to uh, respect okay. your time. I know we got uh, oh, sure. a busy guy. So um, last thing I kind of like to end with, with every guest here is uh, a piece of advice you would give to uh, someone, uh, someone new to hunting, someone maybe, okay. maybe they just picked up their first bird dog. Maybe they're heading into their first season this fall. Even uh, what's a piece of advice okay. you would give them? Um, all right. You want to do like a young dog? It can be sort of thing. Sure. Anything. Let's, let's do, let's do a young dog thing. Okay. Um, okay. So you have to make a decision. Are you, are you killing, if you've got a young dog, are you, are you killing birds or are you educate this young dog? Hmm. Okay. And I'm not going to say that, that one's right and one's wrong. Sure. Okay. Because that's the decision that you have to make. Um, I would prefer to see people, you know, with young dogs, especially, you know, it's more about the dog for me. You know, it's important to me that the dog get the exposure and the experience and, you know, whether or not I can have a great day and I can never fire a shot. Sure. You know, um, or I can kill one bird and it'd be the best day of the year, hmm. you know, because I gave that dog the opportunity to do what he needed to do. And sometimes that means letting birds fly, you know, because things didn't go the way that they were supposed to go. Hmm. And that's okay. Hmm. Um, I think that, you know, I don't think that our current young crop of guys is as bad as my generation, at least from the standpoint that we like to stack them up and, and there's still stacking up that goes on sure, and sure. that's fine. I, I don't, I don't, as long as you're, you know, ethical and doing what you're supposed to do, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Sure. Um, I have passed that where I'm, you know, I, I don't have to harvest that many birds. It's about the dog um, work for you. Yeah. And it's not even, I, I like watching them fly. 
you know, <laughs> and I, I don't mind. And I don't have to, you know, and once again, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm all for it. If that's yeah. what you want to do. It's just, yeah. you know, it's just what you enjoy. But the dog, you know, there's a, there's a, it, it's tricky to kill birds and train dogs. Mm. You got, you know, you're, you're kind of saying you got to pick your priority, right? At least, at least on the front end, sure. you know, if you have a young dog, you've got to make sure that the things go right. If you want certain things out of that dog, mm. you know, if you want, you know, if you want certain things out of that dog. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm, you know, I'm not guilty of, you know, shooting birds that I probably shouldn't have because sure. the dog didn't do exactly what they were supposed to do, yep. you know, but, uh, but it is one of those things that I, I try to do. Um, and then the other thing is, you know, and I, I won't, uh, I, I get frustrated with some of the older guys that get mad at some of the younger guys or, you know, like hot spotting and mm-hmm. talking about that kind of stuff. You know, you got to understand the power of the internet. Um, but scouting is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm, I'm headed out tomorrow and I'm hunting ground that I have never hunted before, mm-hmm. um, because I need something new. Okay. And so we're going to do something new and, might be good, might be horrible, you know, but we're going to do something new. So you kind of got to, you got to put your time in for that, yeah. you know, and, uh, and it is amazing the stuff that's available nowadays. Sure. Um, and, and it's amazing too, the number of people that will help you. It's just, yeah. you know, you, you got to be careful where you got to be careful where you post stuff though. You could ruin sure. something really fast. So, Absolutely. so there's a line in there, but, yeah. you know, but I really yeah. like, I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of the young, you know, the young crowd. That's cool. Um, yeah, I don't like, you know, I, I haven't re- I guess I haven't reached the, the codger age yet where I, you know, <laughs> these kids. I like, I like know? that you are, are I, I like that you can see the good, you can see the positive well, in the younger, younger generation. Hey, right now. you know, I, I'm off, you know, uh, there's, there's some pretty neat stuff, you know, and like I said, I, I don't necessarily, you know, uh, they might like some stuff that I don't care about. Sure. That, I don't, I don't care. So, it doesn't affect me. Kind of a hot button topic. So to you in yeah. your mind, is hot spotting saying I am hunting in the state of Kansas. You know, no, it, it's not. And I'm, people get mad at me people, sometimes. Well, people people yeah. get mad on, on the internet. If someone mentioned I hunted South Dakota and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. How dare well, you? Okay. All right. Well, that's, that, that's obnoxious. Okay. <laughs> it is. Now, if you say I hunted this wildlife management area, this spot, and totally. this and this and this, that, that becomes a, that becomes, hell, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's questionable. Um, you got to understand that there's going to, you're going to be adding additional pressure to it. Sure. Um, now if you want to, you know, it's just how you go about it, I, I guess, as much as anything. Sure. And I understand, you know, especially Kansas because Kansas gets beat up when Texas is bad, mm. you know, because I know I'm that way when Texas is bad. I'm like, let's go to Kansas. <laughs> You know, and me and everybody else that hunts in Texas is going. You're all to going to Kansas, yeah. And yeah, and that becomes a, that becomes a problem. Sure. Um, so you know, um, you know, and and public land is a big deal. Um, you know, I hunt primarily public land uh, when I'm you know everywhere but Texas. Sure. You know, I hunt a lot of public land, and so it's a big deal. But you got to be careful how you talk about it in places that have an enormous amount of traffic. Sure. Because I know I do it. You know, if somebody mentions something, I'm like, oh, let's go see that. I don't know about that. Let's go (laughs) go check that out. I do it. They had luck in Colorado. Let's go to Colorado. (laughs) I mean, I will jump from Facebook to Google Maps (laughs) like that. And I am just like, where is that? Double check it with Onyx. and then. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, where is that? Oh, that looks kind of cool. It's it's tricky. I know. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at the number of things that are available nowadays. It is crazy. Sure. You know, Onyx is the most, it's just (laughs) 
awesome. It's fire. It's fire. It is really, really, you know, you could do a lot. I've, I've put in so many pins in Onyx that it's it's oh, starting yeah. to slow down a little bit for me yes. now. <laughs> yes, like, yes, yes. Like trying uh, to yeah, scroll. You, you open it up and you look at the state and it's just pins. Yes. Yeah, just just, like, places I've pins. never been, yeah. but I've just. I, okay, so I've started doing this, okay? I put my, my, my. Like my Covey locations now, yeah. I put them into folders. They've got this new, oh, I don't know okay. how new it is, but they have a folder thing. Okay. And so I put my, I, I do stuff by year. And oh, so that way I can, nice. yeah. So that's kind of a cool, yeah. I've been talking okay, about, about some stuff out. that, yeah, there's some stuff that we want them to, to change because I'd like for it to be easier to do. And they, okay. they've done some stuff. They're, they're, they have a pretty cool product. That's awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think I've used folders. I, I don't have any. I, I'm so bad. I think every year I've changed my color coding system. So oh, like sure, one yeah. year it's mm-hmm. blue yeah. for uh, for finding birds. Next year it's red. Yeah. Then it's back to yellow. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. what did I do? You have to be you have to be consistent. Yeah, I'm not. And <laughs> and so, uh, it's so bad. Yeah, I'm on them right now because they only have they don't have enough icons for different kinds of birds. Yeah, and like so so like I hunt in a place that has quail and it has woodcock. And okay. I want to mark, I want to mark a covey find and I want to mark a woodcock find. Sure. And so I'm having to use different colors. And I'm like, that's not right. You've got like 12 different kinds of deer yeah. images. I was like, I'd like to have a couple of different birds. I want a prairie chicken. Yeah, I want exactly. A yeah. I, that's right. I want to be able to tell the difference between a prairie chicken and a sharp yeah. tail, you know, in the map. So yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, but the folder thing's kind of cool because like some places that I hunt, I'm like, okay, I want to see, I want to see 2021 and I can, you can turn on the entire folder and see it. And then you press another button and it cuts the whole thing off. So do you do the same, like you still put a pin down, but then you put it yes. into a folder after you have to, yeah, you have to tell it what folder it goes oh, in okay, and, okay. Then you, and then you have the ability to cut on and I may be saying it wrong. I'm not an Onyx expert by any stretch, No, no, that's, that's um, but yeah, but, but you, you were able to, so like I have a folder that'll be 2021 and you know put in your quail pins into that folder yeah okay and and it'll it'll give me the ability to cut off everything and so what's nice about that is that you don't end up the clutter yeah you don't end up with all this clutter on there or if you want to see three or four years you know you can open them all up and then look at it and go bah you know Mm. and start to cut stuff off i think i have a a project tonight (laughs) yeah you know because i'll go in and i'll mark every time i find a cubby i'll mark it i'll be like i know i've got that cubby it's you know i'm I'm 200 yards from where i marked it you know last time sure but i'm still you know i'm still because I want that time of day and I want the, you know, I want to know what time of day I found them. And, yeah. You know, yeah. So, and I well, want to know that I found them on this specific date. So sure. No, it's, that's important. Yeah. Awesome, Steve. All right. Um, last thing we're going to wrap up here with okay. is a rapid fire section. I'm going to ask you a couple okay. questions. You give me your, uh, your off the cuff answer and we'll, uh, okay. we'll wrap this thing up. Um, and to everyone listening, this is the first time I'm doing some new questions with you, Steve. So a right. couple, couple oldies, but we're doing, we're throwing a couple new ones in there. So okay. switching things up a little bit. Um, all right. For you, what came first, the dog, the gun, or the bird? Dog. Dog. Okay. Uh, what gun are you carrying into the field and why? I have an AYA uh, number two. Uh, it's a twenty. Um, Ronnie Smith conned me into buying it <laughs> because he said that I deserved a gun of that caliber. <laughs> so, have you lived up to that? No, no. It's very nice. It's it's a it's a neat little gun. Okay, I really like it. Okay, but I'm not. I am not a big gun guy. The fact that I sure. paid that much for a shotgun, I bought it with Cabela's points. Okay. Oh, so, hey, there you go. There so, you go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, I'm not a gun guy either. Is AYA yeah. the brand? Yeah, it's a Spanish. I'm gonna get so much hate Spanish for that. Brand. That's okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna that's say. Okay. I don't. I don't know how popular it is. It's just beautiful. Okay, that's yeah. awesome. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Um, all right, we're gonna throw a new one in here. Hardest bird okay. to hunt over your dogs and why? Ooh, 
Ooh, uh, I will preface this with saying that I have never hunted chuckers. Okay. That is on the list. Um, I would probably say huns. It'd be a toss up between huns and blue quail. Hmm. Um, huns, a, a blue, a blue quail, mountain yeah. quail. No, no oh. blue quail scale scale. Scale, quail. okay. Yeah, scalies. Yeah. Okay. But it would be a toss up. Uh, probably scalies. Okay. Okay. Um, favorite. This might be hard for you because you've had a few breeds. Favorite dog okay. breed besides the ones you've owned. Ooh, oh, oh, goodness. Oh, I, <laughs> I didn't, I don't, I don't know. Favorite. Uh, I like Fischlas. Okay. I've never, I've never had one, but there's something about them where I'm just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Kind, kind of intriguing. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just go with Vishla. Vishla. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm surprised you didn't say the Cocker. Well, I, I've actually, I, I've had. Oh, you have. I've okay. never had. I've never had an English. I've had an American car. Gotcha. Okay. So, oh, good job. You're yeah. following the rules. So, then. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. you're, li- you're listening. Uh, maybe. maybe. Um, all right. Uh, let's do a couple more here. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, this is kind of a fun one. <laughs> Jeremy. Jeremy wrote me this one. Uh, if you could buy one person's dog right now, who would it be? Ooh. Oh, God. If I could buy one person's dog. Yeah. Who would it be and why? Oh. Oh man, that's a tough I one. I know it's a good one. Um, oh, I don't know. I haven't thought about that. <laughs> um, um, oh God, I don't know. Uh, Gary Surratt has some really nice dogs. Okay. Um, Pine Hill Kennels. Okay. I would probably go and swipe one of his. Really? Okay. Would be, yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't know. There's a couple of guys that are still breeding some really nice LUs. Mm, that, okay. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Gary, Gary has some really, uh, really nice dogs. Okay. All right. Very cool. That was a okay. successful one. Took, took you a second, but you got there. You got yeah. there. Yeah. I haven't thought about that. I'll I know. That's, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah. Jeremy, thanks for writing that in, buddy. I do have I do have a buddy of mine that's got a dog that I would, I would, I would steal. <laughs> his name's his name's Willie. I would take Willie. I take Willie. Willie, it'll yeah. take Willie off his hands. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. We're gonna uh, do two more here. Least okay. favorite gun dog name. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> You've probably heard a lot. Drake. <laughs> Too many Drakes you've met. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone listening, this nuts is nothing personal. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe Labrador's name Bo. Bo, oh Bo. Bo. Uh, I've met a couple yeah. Bo's. Yeah, I have a list. I have a list like, of dog names. I was gonna say someone like yeah. you who's had as many yeah. dogs, who's who's been yeah. in this a while. It's, yeah. it's, it's probably getting tricky I now, probably, isn't it? Okay, so so well, I mean, it is one of those things. I as a general rule, I don't I don't repeat. Um, I have a I have a dot right now that actually didn't belong to me as a young dog, and my vet calls her dot two. Because oh. they, already had, they already had a dot, so she's dot two. Okay, okay. Um, but uh, I had a guy that I hunted with. Um, he was a friend of a friend, and we hunted up in uh, Montana one year, and there were a bunch of us there. And uh, he had a dog named Snake. Okay. And I was like, "And you're way too young to remember Escape from New York." <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, but Snake Pliskin, Escape from New York, for those of us that are fifty and up. Uh, so I was like, oh yeah, I put it on the list, man. I was like, yes. And then the next day we're out in the field and he's calling his dog and oh, every, no. every couple minutes, snake, snake. 
terrible took, it off, the, took it off the list. Terrible yeah. idea. But yeah, I have I have a long list of ooh, that'd be cool. Okay, because okay. it's just one of those things where I hear one yeah. or I think of one, Jot and I'm like, down. oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, and then I have ones that are like kind of throwaway names for me where I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, maybe. <laughs> You know, that's a that's a pro tip right there. Get get a little note thing in your phone. Yeah, make, make a folder yeah. and just write down just names that you cool you hear. names. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, I like it. Just cool names. I like yeah. it. Yeah. All right, last question. It's a, oh, yeah, go ahead. Names are name bird dog names are a big deal. Oh, they yeah. are. It, it, it yeah. kind of I don't know. It's, I don't know. You get that dog for fifteen so years, and it's, mm. it's you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's important. Yeah, it's a big deal. I agree. It's a big deal. Um, all right, last question. Uh, beverage of choice after a hunt. Topo Chico. Topo Chico. There you go. Yeah. Haven't heard yeah. that one in a little while. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. I usually drink yeah, one of those during when I record, but ran out. Well, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. We're having a hard time finding them around here. Oh, really? As a glass shortage or something. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> shortage on everything. It's like one week I it's this, know. next week it's that. I know. It's, it's very sad. It's very sad. Oh, gosh, man. Well, Steve, yeah. thank you so much, man. This sure has thing. been a blast uh, getting to talk to you it. more and, and hearing some of your wisdom and knowledge on Garmin and bird dogs and all that good stuff. So. Awesome. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it. And I'm yeah. uh, glad to help. Yeah, we can. absolutely, man. Uh, gundogsupply.com. Yep. You're you on Facebook, Instagram, anything like that? Yeah, right? I'm on uh, Facebook. Uh, my, my, my Steve Snell on Facebook. Yep. You know, it's the easiest way to yeah, you're, you're pretty it's active on Facebook. You're more yeah, active on that, yeah. I feel. Right? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a blog, stevesnell.com. Uh, it's, it's a little, I haven't, I haven't added anything to it in a while. Most of my stuff is on Facebook. Okay. But, uh, did you, I, did you commit to doing a post a day a while back? I did, and I made it about 150 oh, days. I, w- I was yeah, tracking along with that. That was pretty fun. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I tripped up, and uh, and then I got in the middle of another project, <laughs> and, and I was just like, okay, but I'm starting a new thing, and, and I'm supposed to be writing every day, and okay. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it a little different. I... I uh, it was it was a challenge. It was good. I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah. Really, I mean I really enjoyed congrats it. Congrats for keeping yeah. it up even hundred days. That's, yeah, that's pretty, it was pretty good. it was it was tricky. Um but uh yeah, I gotta I gotta go about it in a little different way. Okay. So uh, but I did I did enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. That's fun. That's fun. So, well can't wait yeah. to uh, see what see what's next. So yeah. All right, Steve. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for your time. Sure thing. And uh, we'll be talking soon. All right, enjoy it. Thanks. Well, that's a wrap of episode 65 with Steve Snell of Gundog Supply. Steve, thank you so much, man. Um, I've wanted to, to get you on this podcast for a long time, and thank you for uh, for carving out the time and uh, just just going in depth and, and unpacking it all for us from collars and uh, some pointers and Britneys, and uh, just really love uh, love hearing from you, learning from you as well. So, uh, again, thanks for your time, brother. Really, really appreciate it. Hey guys, uh, that's a wrap for this one. Uh, if you guys are enjoying the podcast, be sure if you could head over to Apple Podcasts and just leave a rating and review. Uh, it's really going to help the show, help uh, just again the, the podcast algorithm uh, get the show higher up in the uh, search results when someone's searching Upland Podcast or Hunting Podcast. Uh, so, would really appreciate that. Also, would love for you guys to share it on social media. Uh, just click that share button, whether it's on Facebook or Instagram, and uh, share the episode. Uh, would love to you know hear what the episode meant to you, uh, whether it's an old one, whether it's this one, I uh, would love to see, uh, again, what kind of impact um, this this show, this this episode, whatever it might be, uh, has had on you, your hunting journey, uh, or your dog. So anyways, guys, really appreciate it. Again, hope everyone's doing well and having a great season so far. We are late October of 2022, and uh, we got we got a lot of time left ahead of us to uh, hunt some birds, and uh, yeah, hope everyone's getting out there. Anyways, until next week, be sure to put some miles on those boots and follow your favorite bird dog. Take care.